Howard Stern. On today's show. Wow. How are you? Do it already. Mr. Stern. Howard welcomes back comedian, TV host, actor, and all time prankster, Eric Andre. Prostate karaoke, doing the prostate exams. Uh, Eric Andre is our headliner. Oh. Eric Andre, everyone. <laughs> He's done it all. You're the Howard history. Oh. Yeah, huh? I'm all amped up. Eric Andre. That is one crazy motherfucker. I mean, for real. Like... He's crazy. I think he's crazy. He does I, still, a, uh, I still think of that photo with him and Emily. Right at Yeah, when she was naked or something, and he was lying on the couch in his apartment yeah. or something when they were together. Valentine's Day, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think to myself after watching the clips of the show, what was she doing with him? Was he like that at home? <laughs> Ma'am, I, I got to talk to him about that because I have a theory that he scored a really hot chick. And I think, like she said, this guy's too crazy for me. I mean, he's <laughs> Eric is out there. I mean, the, the guys covered this with Eric Andre, who will be in later in the morning. But yeah, let me give you an example of how crazy he is. If I can find it. So... Eric turned 40. And if you don't know who Eric is, he does this very weird TV show that I'm into. It's it's only 12 minutes long. It's on TV. And, you know, most TV shows are at least a half hour. But he's like 12 minutes. And the thing flies by. And he just does tons of fucked up shit. Like I told you, he was blowing the Invisible Man <clears throat> this season. And I thought, wow, that's a pretty good bit. And then he was eating the Invisible Man's asshole. And uh but the Eric Andre shows on this channel called Adult Swim. I don't even know how to find it. I I just record it. But anyway, Eric, like every year for his birthday, has a birthday party that he sells tickets to. It's a show. Uh-huh. And I gotta ask him about this because I don't even know how he puts it together. It's like um how do I describe it? He it's like this huge crazy party where it it's it was held it was rented it, there's a building i know i'm having trouble describing it because i want to do a good job of this because it's nuts we sent uh who who covered it jd and blit right you guys went yes yes oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah how do you how do you describe that place so this was in a a giant loft somewhere in queens and he completely revamped the place. There was a stage. There were different exhibits. It was like Mad Max on on meth. It was a crazy <laughs> interactive event. Yeah. It, it, it was next level shit. It was, you know, inspiration and execution. It was something else. Can I ask you something? Because I'm so fascinated by this. So, like, years ago, when I was a young man, I used to go to Club Benet and I'd hold, like, a prom. For anybody who never went to their prom, it was a prom for misfits and... We would do like this live show. I don't even remember what we did. It was just lots of dumb shit. But I couldn't have afforded at that point in my life or, you know, 
to like redecorate Club Bonet. No, we took everything and, as it was. Yeah, I mean, Club Bonet used to, you know, cook. It, it was a dinner setting, so you could have, you know, they had the tables, they served dinner. But I, I was responsible for the show, and I wanted to make a weird prom, but, I mean, it cost a fortune on a one-off. It was a one-shot deal. It would have cost me a fortune. I would have lost money on the deal if I had put in everything I wanted for this fucked-up prom. But what you're describing is how many people could fit into this place? There are, like, 3,500 people there, and Eric's been doing it for a long time, and he... He started really investing money after he sold his first season of the Eric Andre show. That's when he had some money. So he started kind of really taking it to the next level and he started building it and building it and building it. So he owns that building, that loft? No, no, he, no, he doesn't no, he own just, the building. He just he built the party. It got bigger and bigger at different locations. It was in But LA. what I'm asking you is, how do you figure if, if with 3,500 people is a nice crowd and I don't know mm -hmm. what he charges a ticket. Let's say he even charges. Oh. What does he charge? You guys know? I think it was like 60, 70 bucks a ticket. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. So 35, you guys are good at math. I mean, I'm really good at math, but I don't want to <laughs> <Yeah>. show off. <laughs> if it's 3,500 people, it's 70 bucks a ticket. Uh -huh. How much money does that generate? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> 210 something. <laughs> are you guessing or you know something? No, well, sometimes three is 21, so. I know that. But wait, yeah, how but do you get the rest of it? Where's the two. other O coming from? <laughs> well, they, and what seven? And what'd you get the seven? Where'd you get the three? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let's say he makes a, let's say he makes three hundred thousand dollars. All right. Yeah, two hundred forty-five thousand dollars. Okay, two hundred forty-five thousand dollars. So if he generates two hundred forty-five thousand dollars, you've got to pay for the facility, which sounds like a big space. Mm -hmm. All right, it's in Queens, so he probably gets a break, but not that big a break. Yeah. So he, he, I bet you just renting the venue has got to run him close to a hundred grand. So I already, bet it's less. I bet uh, the, the yeah, venue. I don't think that. I bet I you the venue is twenty five grand tops. Is what I, what I, think, I think. I think you're wrong. Then okay, let's say you're right. You know what insurance right. on an event like this would cost? I'm just saying. I don't <laughs> know how he's putting this together because because when I describe this event, it's fucking nuts. It was. It was nuts. Oh, he has a promoter doing it, you know, as well. So then they, they you know, they prepared sponsors. Oh, there were sponsors. And then, we, you know, we walk in, he was doing a photo shoot for, yeah. uh, it's like well, some the, Jimmy's, I forget what the sponsor It was a fast food kind of place, right? Yeah. 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 And when we walked in, his, he was already on another planet. It was, <laughs> it, was it was, it was like, you know, he was there, but he wasn't there. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he puts together this thing, which I admire. I mean, the fact that he can, put something like this together for his birthday every year so he rents out this knockdown center in queens which is basically like you guys say a giant warehouse packs in three thousand people the party gets set up like a music festival with a main stage a bunch of smaller airs to check out mm. and then he has things like a torture room with people <laughs> performing bondage and discipline He's got naked guy covered in sushi laying there. Yeah. What do you do with him? Do you look at him or do you eat off him? <laughs> I mean, you, you could, could eat, eat off him. him if you want to. JD yeah. was insulting to him and didn't eat off of him, which was, I was, I was a little hungry. bit, I was a little bit offended by that. Cause when there's a naked told guy. JD, was, you told JD to eat some sushi off the guy and he wouldn't do he it. He should have. And the guy was offended. The guy is there, you know, <laughs> with sushi on him. And JD was like, no, it's too good for him. So, no, it was yeah. Very, first of all, I wasn't hungry. Cool. Second of all, it was very awkward. I mean, he's sitting there. He's got like saran wrap wrapped around him. <laughs> so to separate his body and the sushi. 
Uh, so he's, chicks the sushi's th- not touching him, J.D. That's right. yeah. I know, I know, I know. He's just rude. Was there soy sauce on his belly button you could dip in? <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the side. <laughs> Were there, uh, was he like a good looking dude, like a muscular dude, or was he like a no, black guy? Not really. I was saying. Hairy, yeah. hairy, bald with a beard. <laughs> were there? Were, yeah, that, that's Eric Andre. Were there? Were yeah. there tons of hot chicks there, or is it mostly dudes? It's got to be no, dudes, the, I bet. There, there were a lot of uh, yeah. cute girls. JD uh, said really? there were hundreds of hot girls that he saw. There hundreds, there were, there were the quote there, there, JD. There the JD's standards are a little strange. You know what I mean? Oh, stop it. <laughs> but uh, there were a lot of people. A lot of people like to dress up uh, as characters. You know, there were, there were several people. Uh, in the green, uh, the green, like, tight spandex suit, and it's doing bird up. Yeah. Any there, sort of character mm, that they could think There was of. a guy with a blow up doll there. JD made friends with him and the blow up doll, in fact. <laughs> yeah, he danced yeah. the blow with the blow up doll, humped it. There, there was also a petting zoo with goats and sheep and outdoor wrestling <laughs> yeah. rings for people who were stuck outside. That's why I say, the insurance costs on this thing have to be huge because it looks like one big accident ready to happen. You know yep. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Fire eaters, contortionists, a priest taking confessionals in a bathroom stall, an inflatable ball pit, mosh pit, and lots of alcohol. Seems like a recipe for disaster, but anyway. <laughs> so JD and John went to cover this thing that Eric put together, you know, this uh, 40th birthday party. And uh, we got some clips. So let's see what I got here. I'll, I'll play a couple of these and you guys can maybe fill in. You know what I mean? Sometimes oh, yeah. We've still, we walked around the damn place. We were there for what? 14, 12 hours? 14 oh, yeah, 12 hours. hours. Yeah. We, were, we were worried we'd have to be there all night into the next morning. <laughs> Thank God. God. Did you, did you How have long like does a, this thing last? Well, so on the, on the flyer, it said going until 3, 4 a.m. <laughs> or until like, you know, seven, you know, until sun comes back up. And Eric got on the stage and was like, who wants to watch the sun rise with me today? <laughs> and I'm like, oh man. No, I don't want to. <laughs> as soon as they arrive. As soon as they arrived, John tried to take J.D. into the torture room. It was guarded by a large woman with a bullwhip. All right, let's not hear that. J.D., what? let's go. No, I don't need to be dominated. Why not? You won't be dominated. I don't want to be dominated. You won't be dominated. No, no, no. I don't want to be dominated. You're not being dominated. I don't want, I don't want to whip. I don't want to be whipped either. You talk to them first. You talk to them first and you make sure it's okay. Let's say, I don't want to get whipped. I'm not getting whipped. You're not going to get not whipped. I'm even looking back here. We could get easily killed. I don't want to get whipped. It's it's for your job. And there's also a security. There's a big person in the hallway, too. They're allowed to go there. I don't care. I'm not going back. Come on. You got to be the first to go. No. No, I don't. It's for your job. No, it's not for my job. Be brave. You guys have kind of a sub-dom relationship. <laughs> like, you're you're always, like, torturing JD. Bled, you well, know what one, I mean? In a nice person, way. This person, they're like in an open area and they're just sort of walking around, just like whipping this thing around. They're not even looking in our direction yeah. half the time. And John's like, go, go, go. I'm like, I'm not going down there. They're just whipping this damn thing around, not even looking. She was very intimidated looking. She was oh. like six foot five with this oh, yeah. giant whip. It was chaos, like from the top. Yeah. Then JD and Blit checked out the noise room at the Eric Andre birthday <laughs> party. The room featured a group of performance artists making noise. They were oh. screaming into microphones and dragging instruments on a concrete floor. 
Sounds like something they would do to you if you were a prisoner at Guantanamo <laughs> Bay. Yeah. JD weirdly enjoyed it. Like he Ooh. it brought him peace or it something did. here. It did. He was closer like Why is JD laughing, Blit? Like, why? Because he's he has a sense of enjoyment and love, and he he's just brought peace from that chaotic, you know, intense whatever that I don't even want to call it noise. Yeah, what's going peace. on, JD? I don't know about peace, but it was just funny. Like, this <laughs> is a room like where these people were performing, and all the guy doing was doing was dragging a, like a trumpet on the floor and like miking it up. And I don't know. I thought I thought it was funny to me. It, it tickled. To I me. think it tickled his heart. It tickled his mind. It tickled his body. Those noises. <laughs> with them there was a security guy in the back that had to stand there to hold oh my god <laughs> so bad for him i feel like that's what jd hears in his head 24 yes. 7 you know uh, what I mean? yep. close yeah. close yeah, close <laughs> what so i was thinking then, is, it sounds like that electronic music he likes <laughs> so, so like then that, eric andre uh kicks off the party with a musical performance by eric and his eight-piece funk band called snack time by the way eric is actually a pretty accomplished musician he he was really in, um, i don't know if he went to juilliard or one of berkeley. those like, berkeley berkeley yeah berkeley school of music which is impossible to get into he was a bass player so wow anyway yeah um eric hit the stage he was carrying a giant tank of nitrous <laughs> with a nitrous filled balloon and a tiki drink he took hits off the balloon while he addressed the crowd <laughs> what a maniac we got a lot of drugs flowing through the fucking ether tonight everybody these are balloons are blowing up for a party later See the priest in the toilet yet? Did you guys confess your sins to the priest in the toilet? We are handing out ketamine prescriptions in the bathroom tonight. It is therapeutic. Every drug here tonight is therapeutic. We're going to process all our traumas tonight. There's going to be a physiological change. You will be self-actualized. Everybody will leave here like the Dolly fucking Lama tonight. Come on. <laughs> He's got that crowd going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is doing it for snack time, everybody. They're playing their tits off up here. Come on. <laughs> snack time is the name of his band. Yeah, any, anytime saying. you heard that his voice go deep, that's whatever. That, just that's the, the nitrous. Head. That's mm -hmm. the nitrous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, he can't make any money on this gig. The insurance loan. I mean, if I was the insurance underwriter, I'd jump off the roof. Well, maybe he just tells the insurance, it's just a concert. Now, that's it. We'll just yeah, yeah, they never come and check, do they? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs>
Then to add to the chaos, Eric invites everyone in the audience to join him on stage. This was insane. This is was a nightmare for security for everyone involved. Like I mean, it was it was pure chaos perfection. You know. You know, I once was doing a live show a hundred years ago at the Nassau Coliseum, and and Leslie West, we invited him to play a song or two, and he gets up and he goes, "Come on, everybody!" In other words, come to the stage and like. It's the most dangerous thing because people can surge forward. Fortunately, oh, yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of police and stuff, and that was, um, you know, the, the, it was put, uh, uh, there was a stop put to it. But yeah, you can't just have people, he's crazy. <laughs> uh, here he is inviting everyone on stage. Money, 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 money. Oh, and, and first he tells the crowd that uh, <laughs> Donald Trump just died. I mean, he's crazy. Dude, yeah. the, the people were swarming. It looked like, uh, what was that movie with, um, uh, oh, fuck, like, uh, World War Z with all the zombies coming. It was like yeah. all these people <laughs> jumping on stage. And then Eric, he ended up, finally, they cleared the stage. And, uh, Eric didn't know where. I heard Eric ask where his nitrous tank was. I'm not sure if he found it or not. You know, the, after that, the, the crowd ran to- off with his nitrous tank. I don't yeah. know. But he, he was asking where it was. Because he disappeared. <laughs> All you saw were these people up on the stage, and Eric was just like, you couldn't. Even you know what I love was. about his show? He says, everybody come up on stage. They come up, and then they spend the rest of the night trying to clear the stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The well, promoter. Now that's a show. <laughs> You're not kidding. Hey, this is a pretty good show. Now they're trying to clear the stage. <laughs> the promoter after that came up to him and was like, if you do that again, we're canceling this right now. I'm shutting the entire thing down. <laughs> I mean, it, it really was insane. Every, it, everyone well, was on his stage. Yeah, and once he got off the stage, he did a little more. He jumped off the stage, did like a... a crowd surfing. A crowd surfing. And like they put him on the ground, and as he's walking out, the whole crowd just follows him. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. It's like Jesus. Yeah, exactly. It's like a... <laughs> It's like a fun version of the January 6th insurrection. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, in an exclusive, John and JD interviewed Eric Andre uh, after his fir- his big set on stage. Yeah. <laughs> and Eric was in full party mode. He is out of his fucking mind. Okay, uh, we gotta give we gotta give the we gotta give the boss man Howard some fucking taste bits. You guys are gonna get fired. Jason Kaplan lost a hundred pounds. We gotta fuck. I gotta look good. What do you What do you need me to say? Dental grade nitrous? No, no. I got like automotive nitrous. The shit with sodium benzonate in it and shit. How's the show going so far? I might not make it. I might not make it past tonight. What? What do you? What do you? Uh, what do you want to know? AMA. Ask me anything. How are, how are you feeling? What, what is the great. feeling right now? All my orifices are wide open. Yes, I've seen you offer yourself to many yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. I ways. always offer you all my holes. <laughs> I know you don't wash your bed sheets, but I offer you all my holes. The guy's got to clean up his act. It's your night. Oh, it's your night. No, no. I'm your wingman. I'm here to set you up. 
What do you need? Ketamine? I'm not doing anything. I had no, a- we're going to drug you tonight. No, right, I'm, I'm yeah, we got to drug you tonight. No, no, no. Anybody can hear me drug JD tonight. Just give him whatever, whatever he doesn't want. Give it to him. Were the girls, the hot girls, impressed that you had access, JD, to the, the big star, oh, Eric Andre? I don't know. I wasn't really, you know, there were there were people up there and like looking at us, but I don't know if they were exactly impressed. They weren't. Uh, were the girls going were, wild over JD? Yes, John? lots of Harmeyer heads at this event. We got <laughs> no, stopped. Lots. Con- we, stop, did, like, we got stopped constantly. We were no, doing not constantly. We were doing ask me anything in real life with JD. It was, JD. My guys. It was, it was my and guys. no, the girls were looking also one hundred percent. Eyes were on JD. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> Thank you. Eric, as you know, is a big fan of the show. In the middle of his big birthday party, he had messages for various members of the staff. (laughs) There you go. This is always exciting. Megan Merkel's going to peg me tonight. Where are my manners? We'll be fucked up. He's an unprofessional asshole. And if he was professional, he'd be here covering this. But because he's lazy, he's not here. You have a message for Jason Kaplan. Jason Kaplan, Kaplan, I want you to get big again. I don't like skinny Jason. You have a message for Sal. For Sal. (laughs) Sal wanted to rip his fucking hair plugs out and fucking just respect who he is. You have a message for Richard Christie. Richard Christie, Kansas City fucking sucks. Fucking hate that place. You have a message for Robin Quivers. Robin Quivers is a beautiful queen that I would make passionate love to if she wasn't secretly my mother. You have a message for Fred. Fred Norris. Fred is a genius and I want to play every sound effect in my fucking mind forever and ever. <laughs> Shout out to Fred. I'm telling you, Eric's a genius. He's a mad genius. Yeah, I enjoy him very much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else went on at this big birthday? Eric sang on stage through the night. The singing was more like screaming, especially when he didn't know the words. Here's a montage of some singing from Eric uh, Andre. That's the Rage Against the Machine song. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good for you, Robin. <laughs> yeah, well, you got like me fun. on that one. He got some romantic songs in there. He did Kiss from a Rose. And, uh, <laughs> Did he? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me Since you've been gone. Since you've been gone, yeah. Hey, yeah, I like that. I want you guys to pass. Fucking open up the pit, baby. He, when he wakes up the next morning, it must be oh, insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he probably slept for three days after that. I don't know why I'm playing this now. I should have played this while he was there, but <laughs> while he was here, rather, which is not till nine o'clock. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> By the way, his band kicks ass. Uh, they sound pretty good. The snack time was fucking great. There yeah. was, uh, yeah, they were good. They know, like, almost every song you could think of, they fucking played.
What's it cost the ticket again? <laughs> is, the, is the whole band high or just Eric? I think it's mainly Eric. <laughs> Eric Everybody Andre. else has to be professional. <laughs> what a party. You know what? This sounds like kind of like when we used to do the proms over at Club Benet, but Oh, and they were on crazy. Steroids. I mean, yeah. that was, that was, I mean, one of the scariest nights I ever had was one of those proms. I was like, but Eric, like I, I don't know if we're safe. <laughs> Eric took it to a whole new level. I remember we were doing the fake prom and we were Club Benet and they were serving dinner and this one guy gets up who's dressed up as a woman and then the, some other dude has high, like 10 inch high heels and he takes, they take the high heel and stick it up the guy's ass. Yeah. <laughs> Just jammed in his ass and I went, what the fuck I was speechless. Kind of <clears throat> I was speechless. Go, go, I'm pretty sure this isn't how like, you know. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld got started. I was like, is that even safe? Is he going to hurt that guy's ass? That's a pretty spiky high heel. And people used to go nuts. Eric, this is... Eric embraces the chaos. He, oh, yeah. he, he he had like a Prince impersonator, a George Clooney impersonator, <laughs> and like they're waiting on the side of the stage. And we were asking them, you know, what are you supposed to do on stage? And they go, we don't know. Eric just told us to be here. Yeah. So. There's a guy, <laughs> we're waiting. A guy, walking, a guy walking around saying he was the mayor of Queens and he oh, yeah. stayed, he stayed in character the entire time, just not knowing what to do. Oh yeah. He had him, he had him puking in, uh, in garbage cans. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor of Queens. <laughs> it's your worst nightmare, like, Howard. Yeah. No, it, it sounds actually like fun. You know, like when I'm in, uh, you know, we used to do, you know, but I mean, Eric's completely insane. But, but the prom was pretty nuts that we would throw. It was, it was pretty crazy. Plus, we'd have, we'd serve dinner. <laughs> yeah, dinner and book, and then there'd be food fights. I mean, it was like crazy. It was oh, yeah. really people out of control. <laughs> That's how why I'm trying people? to figure out how he financed. How many people would fit in Club Benet? I don't remember. Uh, probably, uh, maybe a thousand. Wow, maybe. A thousand. Mm. And we would do four proms in a weekend. Wow, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And but, we, I mean, it, we got out alive. That was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you doing nitrous? Uh, were you doing nitrous in between the shows? Nah, I'm no. not a drug guy, so we didn't no. do any of that. No. Uh, Eric's way out. I mean. I'm an amateur compared to Eric. Oh, we, we talked. You didn't to him even drink at that time, Howard. No, mm, we no were way. talking to we were talking to him later in the night, and like he was like sort of wait, you oh, know, yeah. pacing around. Like I, I had to hold him still so we could like hold the mic up to him to talk to him again. <laughs> Very wobbly. Very. Listen wobbly. to this. Eric closed the show by pulling down his pants, tucking his dick between his legs, and singing the Reading Rainbow theme song on stage. <laughs> So picture him with his naked, with his dick stuck between his legs. Oh, yeah. By the way, that son of a bitch loves showing his dick off. I wish I had a big dick. So I could do that too. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't show his dick exactly. He he tucks it between his legs yeah. before anyone can see it. He did oh, it. Yeah. He did it once at the beginning and then once at the uh, end. It's a mangina. It's his yeah, well, he did, he, But he has the freedom to do it because he knows if shit goes wrong, people are going to see a <laughs> right. big, big, thick dick. You know what that I mean? That is true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I got a dick. I don't got a dick. I don't got it. I don't got it. I can't do that to snack time. They're from Philly. They're going to mug me after the show. You want the Buffalo Bill? I can't do that in front of Artie. I grew up in him. Happy birthday, Mr. President. <laughs> Happy 
maniac. What a maniac. <laughs> John and JD had a few moments to chat with Eric later in the night. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty, he had to be pretty fucked up by now. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. This is when uh, I was yeah. like having to sort of hold him in place a little He's bit. He's on but... another planet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, what do you, what do you have in store for 40? A quick and swift death. You got any pills in your pockets? JD needs to wash, needs to wash his ass. How was it crowd surfing? It was fucking hell on earth. <laughs> I, uh, you, I, I don't think I could ever do that again. Were you getting groped? Huh? Were you getting groped? I got probed, I got jerked off, I got fingered. I was one man's personal fucking sock puppet. <laughs> that sounds like a birthday uh, party. Yeah, it was wild. Did you see the uh, guys getting fisted? Come on, Blit. <laughs> you know, in all seriousness, I don't want to get too heavy with Eric, but I am going to talk to him about, you know, he's 40, he's still a young man, he's got his health. I read the most depressed, a couple of weeks ago, not even a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, I read this thing in the New York Times about this woman, brilliant woman. Like was a law student, uh, blah blah blah. When she was around uh, eighteen or something like that, her heart was enlarged, and they had to give her a heart transplant. So this woman ended up having two heart transplants, and her heart the heart transplants didn't wasn't fucking her up. It was all the drugs they give her, so her body won't reject the heart. Uh, right. the side effects from the drugs gave her cancer. And she was writing this whole story about how it's such a shame because the heart was good. It's the side effects of the drugs. Reminds me of what Robin and I talk about a lot in private. You know what I mean, Robin? So, yeah. you know, about the medications and things you have to take in order to stay alive if you have a medical issue. And so I was reading this thing with fascination. And today, just today, I read her obituary. I was so sad she uh. died. Yeah, and she had written this article saying, look, I'm going to die in a few days, but I just want to make you aware of what's going on, and I hope they can develop better drugs for transplant people and blah, 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 blah. I think she I died. read that same article, so she died. She died, yeah. Her obituary's in the paper today. I woke up early and read the paper. Oh. And so it was like, and when I was listening to Eric Andre, and all, I think Eric's brilliant and funny, and he makes me laugh every time. He's just so fun. But the guy does abuse his body. Reminds me of like my conversations with Johnny Knoxville. I love Johnny, but he, you know, sometimes I think these guys have a death wish. Well, that's and, exactly what I thought about when I was watching the clips. I was like, this is like the jackass guys only taking up a notch. I mean, he's <laughs> running into walls and throwing himself around, yeah, blowing yeah, himself yeah. up. <laughs> and i'm like you know i don't want i don't want anything bad happening but it is funny i have to admit so i have like i'm torn like he's killing himself but it is hysterical right jd i mean you're cracking up when you're talking though it's it's funny to me yeah i guess uh you know you also have to think about living in the moment and uh you know we only get this one life that sort of thing um he's just really? living life too he's living his, he's living his best life so i know, you know but god bless him know. All right. JD's going to perform I, next. I, shut up, Blit. JD's going to perform at Andre's uh, next birthday party. That's JD <laughs> Morrison. We've been rehearsing. It's going to be great. But see, you don't know what Eric feels like after this. I would That's like the to point. know That's true. That's true. that. What does the I recovery think look like? I'm going to talk to Eric when he comes in. In a way, I shouldn't even be talking about it now. But I was thinking about, you know, 
early on in my career, I felt like you do anything you have to do for a lab. And then you get a little bit older and wiser and you go, well, maybe I didn't have to do everything for a lab. You know what I mean? <laughs> Plus, you know, he, I, I got to talk to him about nitrous and stuff because I know people think it's okay to do because the dentist gives you laughing gas. But at the same point, it, what it's doing is actually reducing oxygen flow to the brain. See, I think things through too much maybe, but... It can lead to a lot of organ damage. And, and Yeah, well, I think if people knew what they were actually doing, it's not just, oh, I get high when I do this. No, that's brain cells dying. Yeah, that's uh, nasty that business. They might, yeah, they might not do it. Mm-hmm. And he's so quick and sharp and funny and so many funny. I mean, who else could come up with blowing the invisible man and, and then <laughs> eating out his asshole? So anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Eric uh yeah. Later on in the show, and I do want to celebrate the guy because I do, I do love him. I think he's funny as fuck. Anyway, uh, okay, boys, good job covering that. By the Thank way, speaking of us. weirdos and strange occurrences, I see Stefan. I didn't ask him to call him, but there he is. Hey, Stefan, that's the guy we found at Fist Fest. You, it, oh, I mean, Fist Fest makes Eric look like a, a piker. Uh, yeah, but it's a one act, you know, like everything is fist. <laughs> Help the act, you know. Hey, it's you know what? <laughs> if the act works, don't knock it. <laughs> hey, Stefan, what's a hey, hey, Wolfie? Talk to me about why Stefan's on the phone. What's going on? What do you know? Wolfie's a big Stefan expert. If you remember, Stefan's the guy. Stefan, you're, you're, when Wolfie first met you, it was years ago, and guys were putting their fists way up your asshole to the point that they could touch your heart. Howard, th- this is this is a different guy, actually. So, uh, oh, who's this guy? So, so, so Stefan did recently attend Fist Fest, where he he accomplished something known as the Chariot. Which, uh, Stefan, you could explain to Howard what that. What's is. the Chariot, Stefan? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, yeah, I went to this stuff and had a great time. Um, so the chariot is, so like, imagine the visual of the chariot of a person out with their arms stretched out and they're like driving the chariot, but on each arm, uh, is inside a guy's asshole. So you're like fisting two guys at the same time and you're doing it in a way that looks like a chariot. Not to be confused with doubling, which is just getting two hands inside the same guy. This is like fisting two different guys. Wolfie, I don't mean to be naive, but I'm not really following. Can you yeah. can you clear it up for me? So basically, if you if you stuck your arms out in front of you like fist, uh, Stefan had two guys on each fist. His his fist was in their asshole. Uh, but in, in addition to fist fest, Stefan has a very specific fetish that I think you might be interested in learning about. Stefan, what 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 do you call it? Uh, so I, I'm a cum dump. So at at this fest, I'm usually a total top. But outside of that, I just like taking a bunch of guys' loads. Mm. So he said, I'm, not, "I'm really, I'm, I'm out of this, Wolfie. Can you give me the the the, the yeah. cliff notes to what we're talking about here? What's a cum so, dumper?" So, so Stefan is a cum dump. Basically, he will arrange a, a session where over the course of a couple of hours, just random guys off the street will come into a hotel room, fuck him in the ass, and then drop a load in, in his rectum. He told, he told me that the record in one night was 32 different guys came into his ass. Jeez. Hey, aren't you, um, I mean, Fred and I have dabbled in this, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, Stefan, aren't you worried about uh, AIDS still and, and all that kind of thing with, like, strangers walking in and dumping cum in your ass? 
Uh, no, not at all. Uh, I mean, hmm. most of the guys are either undetectable, which means they don't transmit HIV, or they're on PrEP. Uh, and then you can also take doxycycline, which is an antibiotic, uh, as a prophylactic for other STIs. So there isn't really a risk of, of that at all. Hmm. Oh, boy. That's pretty I high don't know risk if a doctor would say that. <laughs> I guess I'm always, I guess I'm a buzzkill, but I, I tend to think, you see, again, you can't fuck with your health. You know, I mean, I read this woman's story. Do you think, Stefan, it's kind of like a death wish in a way to have that many guys blow a load in your asshole? Uh, no, I mean, I, I am HIV positive and I'm undetectable. So, like, there's scientifically no way for me to transmit the virus. And that's all news for my doctor. So, I feel pretty oh, So, you are it. HIV positive. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you tell the dudes ahead of time when they're dumping their load into you? Yeah, so usually um, if, if I'm doing this at like a hotel or something like that, I'll put an ad up online and the ad will have like the hotel information, the time to come by, uh, I'll have my status. I mean, I'm pretty open about my status and I'll hook up, hook up apps. Uh, but there's also other parties uh, like Horse Market, which are meant for like come dumps. And at horse market, you're either a mare or a stallion. And if you're a mare, you're there just to get fucked. And you either wear uh, a red hood or a white hood. And a red hood means you're looking for a bareback. And a white hood means uh, you're condom only. She's a and are to you know. condom only or bareback? <laughs> I'm He's bareback. bareback only. You're bareback, bareback only. His thing is getting yeah, a lot bare. of loads in his ass. And then once he, let's say you get 30 loads in your ass. What do you do then, Wolfie? I mean, Stefan, Stefan knows. I think he just kind of carries it around with him for a while. I don't, I don't know how you cl <laughs> clean that out. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's possible to, like, keep them inside and, like, let them, like, slowly leak out while you're, like, going about your day. Uh, or there's, oh, like, God. some other dudes <laughs> that are, like, their fetish is felching, and they like to just come and eat all the come out of your ass. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, That's called felching? <laughs> Felching, yeah, Robin, when you eat the cum out of my ass. <laughs> if you want to get Stephen, into it with me. Stephen yeah. explained to me that this whole act is kind of like sport fucking, like like it, uh, the goal is to take as many loads as you possibly can. It's like an endurance test. Hey, Stefan, yeah. does your like does yeah. your shit ever look like toothpaste? <laughs> Um, actually, yeah, sometimes, uh, after a long night, when you have your first shit, it, like, it kind of looks like it's encased in cum. Mm. So, let me take a wild guess. You're not worried about COVID, right? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm vaccinated and have, like, four boosters, so not currently, no. Nice. All right, well. Hey, Stefan, the other thing that you said from FistFest that I was... I thought it was fascinating. Tell Howard about that specific toy that you guys were using. Um, yeah, so, like, I saw a bunch of, like, huge toys there, but a lot of guys there had, like, really big um, either dog dicks or, like, horse dick dildos. Wow. Dog <laughs> dick dildo? Yeah, I mean, the dog is actually, like, the smaller one, but, like, yeah, some guys yeah. were running around with, like, big porch stick dildos that just were, like, plowing each other and, like, until the point, like, that the rosebuds were popping out. And, and what about... You really, you really love anal, man, I'll tell you that. You're, it's, your, it's like your life. I've, 
I finally heard of something I don't think you have, Howard. Right. <laughs> I get your what, what, what was the, what was the uh, the fetus the fetus toy that you told me about? Oh, okay. So that's that's actually my favorite favorite toy. It's this silicone butt toy um, that's shaped uh, like a baby, like a baby fetus, and you can like put that into a guy like all the way and then watch him like slowly push it out like the dude's giving birth oh nice so you can go through childbirth how excited you know finally someone's invented something useful so men can experience you know because women always hold that they go you don't know how painful childbirth is and then Stefan goes yes I do (laughs) We even dyed the lube red just to make it a little extra gory and fun. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, what the fuck, man? How do you feel after 32 guys have shot a load into you? Well, Um, I can answer that, Robin. In other words, you know when we went, you know when you went to karate class and at some point after many years, you get your black belt? Yeah. That's what it feels like. It's like, wow, I just got my black belt in butt fucking today, and I really feel ass <laughs> juice. So you, what what's going on in your asshole? I mean, do you, does shit just plop out? Because you you must have lost all elasticity, right? Um, no, I I still have some elasticity. I mean, I I clean out pretty thoroughly before. I have a whole clean out routine that is like involves like coffee and then. Uh, once you do, if you take some Imodium, that will kind of like slow your digestion and keep your butthole clean for a couple hours. You can go out nice. there. <laughs> and Thank do you have a rosebud? <laughs> do I ever? No, I'm working on it. I wish I did. Those are What's oh. that, Robin? What's a rosebud? <laughs> oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? How do you? What the hell? Rosebud. <laughs> That's the actual anal prolapse. Like it's a, it looks like a rosebud when it when it pops out. Oh, so it's actually, your your intestines like like coming out of your body. You want that, Stefan? Your that's your goal. I I want like a baby rosebud. I don't I don't need like a massive one. I just nice. want like a baby one. How, so and, when you take like thirty two loads in your ass, how many days does your butthole leak after something like that you know what i mean um usually about a day i like i remember one time i like came home and like i mean you get used to all the cum being inside of you and i forgot that it was there and i went to bed and i woke up to like two in the middle of the night and like farted and i went back to sleep and then when i woke back up in the morning like I guess it like blew out a bunch of cum on the bathroom floor. Oh. With, so like when you fart, it's like one of like uh, Spider Man's webs coming out of your ass. <laughs> yeah, it could be projectile sometimes. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, uh, Fred describes the same thing after I'm done with him. <laughs> Howard, they get, they get super creative with this stuff. Like uh, Stefan told me that one time he fist, he fisted this guy that was dressed up in a Spider Man costume. And uh, Stefan was dressed as Venom, so he used black lube, so it looked like that that symbiote nice. fluid pouring out of the guy's ass. Cool. <laughs> well, thirty-two. Let's congratulate Stefan. I mean, I me to me, it's irresponsible behavior with all the HIV and everything. But it was his goal to get thirty-two loads, and uh, and to put that into perspective, 
That's almost three entire football teams of loads in his ass. <laughs> I mean, that's quite something. Um, uh, what do you want, Ralph? I'm in the middle of a, an exclusive interview with Stephanie. Yeah, I have a quick request. Could you just please stop it? This is fucking vile, and it's way too early. Blow <laughs> up. Sticking babies up your ass. And, uh, oh, dude, like you don't want that. Come on. Have him Who on around kidding? three. Have him look at him at three o'clock. I don't know. Stefan makes Eric Andre's birthday party seem like a tea party. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I mean, like, what the fuck? Like, oh. Uh, what, does right, Stefan have a regular job? I mean, is he like an executive at a at a <laughs> C, you know, five, a Fortune five hundred company or something? He actually used to be in the Trump administration. He had a high level gig. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually an attorney. Wow, oh. cool, Stefan. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm an attorney, and I I, I forgot to mention the whole reason I was at dispatch uh, was because I was doing a book reading there. Do you mind if I plug my book, Howard? Go ahead, oh, plug you your book. book. Yeah, so my book is called Blue Movie. I used to do porn under the name Blue Bailey, and the book talked about fisting, being a cum dump, and a bunch of other gay shit, and it's uh, available at Unbound Edition Press. Hold on, Stefan. Um, people are interrupting my exclusive interview with you. Hey, everybody, it's Dice Man. Hey, Dice. Hey, how's everybody doing? You know, listen, I thought I was fucking experimental. These guys are giving birth out of their fucking assholes. <laughs> their small intestines are exploding with gum. It's fucking crazy. Hey, you know what else, Dice? Attorney by day, cum dump by night. Pretty impressive. Unbelievable. This guy's got the hardest working asshole in America. I bet his golden I bet his golden looks like somebody shot a fire extinguisher off in a butcher shop. I mean thirty two fucking loads. Do the math. That's gold metal numbers. I've known some real loose fucking whores in my day, but none of them could hit those fucking levels. It's crazy. Can you imagine, Dice, a man puts an ad in the paper, and next thing you know, there's 32 dicks and loads in his ass. It's quite frankly uh, amazing. I mean, and Can you imagine licking crazy. his ass when he farts? It's like a clown <laughs> throwing a pie in your face. Oh, yes. But I didn't think, you know, newspaper ads and stuff worked anymore. I'm really impressed with it. <laughs> yeah, who reads the newspaper? A lot of people read the newspaper, it turns out. Stefan told me they, they were, he was doing like a film shoot one time and they, uh, they had to have a whole bunch of load. But I guess guys can't make that much load. So he's convinced that the producer got a jar of actual pig semen, like from live oh. pigs, and they poured it into his ass. Wow. Nice. Well, there you go. Uh, okay. Stefan, uh, I guess congratulations, but I, <laughs> I, I feel it's irresponsible to say that. Dice, thank you. Okay, pal? No problem. One more. A lawyer and a gum dump. He puts the cock in Johnny Cochran. Ow! <laughs> He's got a million of them. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow, Stefan. It's uh, wild what you say. Oh, my God. Hold on a minute. Who's that? Oh, my God. Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida is here. What? Ah. what, what, what this what's is on a your huge problem, Howard. This is the exact definition of woke. This is what's going on at Disney World every single day. 
the liberals <laughs> want to do cum dumps in front of our first graders. And this is tame next to the guy who plays Goofy felching our young. And this is what happens when you say gay. This right. is what well, our children well, think Governor, I got to tell you, you're in full mode now. I hear you. You're you're really campaigning. I think you're going to announce any day now the way you're I'm campaigning going off very on. hard. This is the America Joe Biden wants, Howard. I want to see a more video Stephen? of this man getting cum dumped him so I can better learn how to avoid it. Are you By afraid way, that if Joe Biden wins another uh, four years that there'll be cum dumping on every street in uh, in America? Every street in America is going to have a, a load on it. It's going to be glazed with <laughs> like a donut. 32 men are going to be cum dumping every single day in every single street in America. And it's wow. a slippery, slippery slope, slope, slippery, <laughs> slippery with cum. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Governor. All right. There, there's the governor. He, he says this is dangerous. Stefan, okay. Do thank you, you for ever ask yourself, though, what is wrong with men? Oh, I ask myself that every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on a book. I, my thesis, I'm going for a PhD in that. Yeah, no, there's something very wrong. Do you ever, if you believe that this world is a complete accident, you know, unless you're a religious person, you believe that this was just all an accident. Yeah. And, it, and, and, and by some bizarre chance in this entire universe, there was a star that was as close to the planet and the moon was in the right position. And then the earth was formed, and there was hot molten lava, and then there was this, and then that, and then this, and then that. And then you get to 2023, and what did it all mean? So guys could take 32 loads in their ass. <laughs> that's it. This one, that's, this accident happened. Robin, that's the absurdity of all. This entire <laughs> accident, this planet was formed so a man could put an ad in the newspaper and get 32 loads in his ass. <laughs> That's called the Big Bang Theory. You know Whoa, why they call it the Big Bang? That's it. Oh, we're getting banged in our ass. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You think a loving God was behind all that? Who knows? You never know. Stefan, thank you, and uh, good luck with the book. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. What? I don't know. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> Maybe Ralph's right. Oh. <laughs> Wolfie covers this stuff. Oh, I don't know. I sometimes think we ought to follow Wolfie. What's He's that? exposed <laughs> to an awful lot, Howard. How do you not get affected? Well, you know, we have an excellent H HR department here at Sirius, and they test Wolfie every single month. Uh, it's a monthly <laughs> test to make sure he hasn't gone off the deep end like that. That movie where you go deep into the jungle and find Marlon Brando and he's fucking nuts. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> nah. uh, you got a good job, Wolfie. What'd you used to do? I forget. Before I uh, hired cor you. Corporate America. I was, I was working in the travel industry. <laughs> <laughs> it's much better doing this, isn't yeah, it? This is yeah. a lot more fun. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's why the guys always say, Howard, don't retire. Don't Howard, they, they want me to tell you the story real quick. Uh, so before you guys hired me, I was at a corporate dinner and, uh, it was like, like 30 people. And, uh, my boss is sitting across the table from me and he, he, he was like, Bob, he's like, do you like comedy? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
And he's like, do you listen to the Howard Stern show? And like, I had been working for you for like years at that point. So I was like, I was like super nervous, like sweaty. And like, I thought he was like setting me up to maybe like trap me in some way. Uh, so I, I like left the table. I called my wife and I was like, like the gig's up. This guy knows. And now he's like testing me. Uh, so I, I, when we got back to the hotel that night, I had to pull him aside and like, Hey, you know, there, there's a, there's a reason that I listened to the Howard Stern show. And, and at one point he said, he's like, you sound like this guy Wolfie from the Howard Stern show. And I said, well, you know, there's, there's a reason for that. And then like, he looked like he saw a ghost and he's like, holy shit. He's like, I'm so, I think he said, I'm so fucking stupid. And yeah, that that's the night I had to explain to him what I was kind of doing on the side. Was he, it sounds to me like the guy was uh, actually impressed with your, your, you know, this secret job you had. Yeah. Oh, your he, moonlighting. Yeah, he was a huge fan of you, and uh, it, this all happened like on a Friday. And uh, <laughs> he said, "You know, I'm going to have to talk to talk to HR about it." So oh, like, I had really? that whole, I had that whole weekend, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm I'm getting fired." Monday morning, I'll get this call. Monday came, no call. Tuesday came, no call. I eventually called him, and and I just said like, "Hey, I just I need to know like what's going on." He's like, "I thought about it." He's like, "He's like, you've been working here, I think, at that point for eight years." I don't even know how I would explain this to anybody. He's like, you're good. <laughs> just, just, you know, like I, <laughs> I got to tell you, our top sales guy also covers the cum dump every year. <laughs> 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 All right, Wolfie. And I mean, the funny thing is he knew Wolfie's last name and he's saying, yeah, you sound like that guy, Wolfie. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like him and your last name is Wolf. <laughs> I'm starting to put the pieces together. <laughs> Matlock. <laughs> Wolfie, we Wolfie, we dodged a bullet. HR loved the cum dump expose. <laughs> You're okay. You can work in the travel industry. Uh, shit. It's also funny. I saw a really hot item in the newspaper, too. Emily Ratajowski. Wants she's like ready, you know. Her husband left her, or she left him because he cheated. But the, I was reading this whole saga, and you know how hot she is. I think she's super yeah, hot. She's beautiful, and so she uh, has announced she wants to, you know, be in a deep relationship, except with a woman. And I went, oh fuck, that's hot. Oh, I mean, yeah. She's tired of men. Yeah, <laughs> I want to put it out there that if Emily Ratajkowski wants to come on again. <laughs> I would set up a dating game with three hot chicks. There you go. That's our next big dating game. Because people love that Sam's mom dating game. I think we should. You know, I think uh, us talking about the Sam's mom date and then pulling it off got uh, kicked ABC in the butt because now they're promoting the Golden Bachelor. I saw a big thing about the Golden Bachelor this morning on TV. I don't know if I'm going to watch that. I mean, maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. I'm a bachelor guy, but I don't really, you know, I, I you know, my generation's all fucked up. Baby boomer. I'm a baby. I'm a boomer, you know, and uh, and I knew in my heart when I was a kid and going to like Vietnam War protesters, I said, when my generation gets in power and like we're in charge, we're going to fuck everything up. And sure enough, we have because I, I, the, the people I knew anyway were a bunch of lazy fucks who were like really fucked up people. And, you know, spoiled and shit. And sure enough, baby boomers are just the fucking worst. You know, you used to have politicians who could hold shit together. Now, now we're in power. And I don't know, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. So I didn't have much hope for my generation. 
as, you know, human beings, as adults, and then eventually parents. They knew they'd all fuck it up. <laughs> and they have. I mean, let's be honest. So, anyway, uh, now the boomers, you know, I don't know if it's whether people are living too long or what, but, you know, now you have, like, 81-year-old people on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and, you know, it's crazy. That's nuts. Like we're supposed it's like, to just uh, the boomers are ants. They invade everything. Like you got <laughs> now they've invaded. <laughs> they've invaded my perfect bachelor world. You know, I love the bachelor. Just leave it alone. We don't need a senior bachelor. bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was so fucking hot. That Thinking about Emily erotic. and uh, yeah. her wanting a deep relationship with a woman. You know who dabbles in that? Miley Cyrus sometimes. I could maybe, that would be a hot little couple. Emily oh, Ratajowski and Miley Cyrus. The panel, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm, I'm talking about. Let's get some players. <laughs> maybe even that Anita we had from Miami. Get oh, her in yes. there. Yes. Uh, Anita. And like Bella Thorne, maybe I could get. <laughs> wow. Really that would be could. one red hot dating game. Kristen Stewart. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't know Emily Ratajkowski. Uh, who cares? Kristen is off the market. <laughs> I think if Kristen Stewart hears that Emily Ratajkowski is a potential girlfriend, she'll call off that engagement. That's what I think. <laughs> Emily Ratajkowski said in an article, quote, I would love to date a woman waiting for the right one to come along. I've always been someone who's more attracted to vibe than specifics of physicality. Yeah. Uh, trust me, I've heard that. Most I women who date that, me are into vibe. I think that it translates to sick of dick. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's at it with men. Notice the last guy she dated was Eric. <laughs> I don't know what he did. But uh, vagina anyway. Pussy. Uh, vagina pussy. Vagina Absol pussy. Absolutely, honey. Pussy. Right. You got that right. Anyway, uh, anyway, she doesn't care if man or woman, and I think that's hot. How about uh, Rachel Maddow and Emily Ratajkowski? That would be some couple. <gasps> well, Rachel's yeah. in a long-term relationship. I don't know. Mm, shit changes. Surprised. <laughs> You'd be surprised how those long term relationships. <laughs> uh, but Jim Lee Radikowski could learn, you know, wreck a few long term relationships. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, my mother in law is going to freak out. Burger King closing 400 locations. I heard that. Well, wow, they fuck very up? happy. <laughs> he hates Burger King. My mother-in-law loves Burger King. Like, she'll really? go out of her way. Yeah, she just loves Burger King more than, like, if she's in the mood for fast food, more than McDonald's. Or I've talked to her about it. She's something about Burger King. But when you talk to John Hine, huh? he's like, like, he's like, hey, he's bragging this morning. He's like, hey, I predicted it. Burger King's not that good. <laughs> what did you make of him for years. Yeah. Look at the smile on that man's face. Oh, that's not a smile. That's gas. John, what, uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts on this very start? Here, I'll read it to you. Buh, 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 buh. Burger King drops 400 stores this year. Yeah, I guess that's the big story. Yeah, 
Look, it's tough times all around for everybody out there, but it didn't surprise me at all that Burger King was losing 400 restaurants. Again, the quality control just isn't there. I've always said that, and uh, now they're paying the price. And it, 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 you know, I'm thrilled, but I feel bad for your mother-in-law. Is it your theory that the, the the people they hire at Burger King haven't kept the standards high, or is it just the corporate isn't providing the right food mix? It's a little bit of both. I think that, you know, any franchisee's got to run their place the way that it needs to be run. And I think a lot of times there isn't enough corporate saying this is what you need to do. This is how you do it. And I also think some of the menu items and other things they offer just don't appeal to a lot of people out there. Like there's no good reason to go to Burger King versus these other places. And then when you go in there, a lot of times people will have bad experiences and it carries over. Why wouldn't they just copy McDonald's in the sense that, like, if McDonald's is doing so well, what is the difference between McDonald's and Burger King? That's what I don't understand. That was their original plan, actually, as I wrote in my book, Fast Food Maniac. They would follow <laughs> McDonald's. If McDonald's came out with chicken nuggets, they would come out with chicken something, which was smart. And they were the number two for a long time. But there's a lot of other competition out there now who does a better job, like Wendy's and other franchises. And when you look at it, it just doesn't seem they put in the same type of effort at quality control as other places do. And as a result, I mean, their latest. In other promotion, words, you would go to you would go to Burger King. And say, hey, give me a burger. And sometimes it would be kind of good and then sometimes really bad. In other words, that's what you mean. Yes. And I think huh. their premise of having it your way is is fantastic. I love that. You know, you're going to customize it the way I want it. That's great. But then you need to pull it off. And then a lot of their promotions, Howard, and the things they do, like the new thing they have with this red burger for Spider-Man. Like, who the hell wants to eat a red burger? burger that sounds disgusting to me yeah i saw a picture of it it's not appealing you know visually i don't know what it tastes like but it, it seems like the bun is red not the burger because a red burger to me looks raw it was like the bun was red and then remember on halloween they had a black um bun you know for halloween and that didn't look like fun either yeah who wants a bun that looks like something's wrong with it it's either you know, bloody or moldy or or yeah. burnt. <laughs> it's, it's it's super right. gimmicky. And what other places do, it's like, here's our product. It's a great product, so you should have it. You don't need to, you know, put colors on it or change it or alter it. Just, you know, stick like the Whopper is is great if they just put a Whopper out there and then people would respond to that. But they don't. They try so damn hard and it, it just comes up empty. Well, there it is. There it is, Burger King closing the store. So you must know what you're talking about, dude. I mean, I mean, people agree with you. The first it's saveable, blows Howard. in the end of Burger King. Do you think? No, I think no. They have enough restaurants out there, and brand. They have such a great brand name that they can turn it around. But they got to uh -huh. do what Wendy's did. You got to improve your products. You got to simplify the menu, and you got to make sure they've got onion rings. Nobody else has onion rings. That's a great thing to to promote, and you know, just do a better job cleaning up in-house and they could do this but for years and years they've ignored it and now again they're paying the unfortunate price to some to me it doesn't affect me because i'll never set foot in a burger king hit him with the high I, yeah, I like onion rings but if i have a choice for calories i'm going for the fries you know what i mean it's fine that you have onion rings but if i'm gonna have one or the other although yeah, most how, people i think who go to burger king will get both
But how great would it be if you can mix it up, have fries and onion rings, like a combo no, sort of thing? I'm like always going to get be... fries. Fries are better than onion rings. I don't disagree. Good... I no. love fries. So I don't think onion rings are enough to save them. What about the flame-broiled uh, burger? I would think that sounds reasonable. Is it reasonable. real or is that just paint on the burger? <laughs> Nobody cares about that, honestly. No I one. think what people care about is how the burger tastes when you eat it. And Wendy's has better burgers and McDonald's has better burgers than Burger King does. And don't mm. tweak it with this certain kind of meat and this and that. Don't do that. Like, just flip the burger, put it on the grill, and let people decide for themselves. I've why don't never they just seen talk marks like that? Why don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> why don't they just? <laughs> why don't they just talk to you? You know what I mean? You know what you're talking about. You wrote. You, you wrote a book about. Hit him with the mm -hmm. One time, someone who was affiliated with Burger King, you know, came to me, and I thought, of course, they were going to threaten me or something because of the things I've said before. And I said to them, "Look, I can help you guys out. I can. You could." They said, <laughs> "Don't worry." We know what we're doing. We have this new campaign. It's going to get all these new customers and our affiliates are going to buy into it. And I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. And now they're right. closing 400 restaurants. Yeah, you should have been like, all right, don't talk to me. Fine. That's, that's exactly it. I was like, okay, you do your thing. Go get them. You want to know something? There were three. We were talking about it this morning earlier. And there were three dudes on our staff who had the black bun Dude. for uh, Halloween. Are and they said, for the black bun. Yes. And uh <laughs> they 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 said the next day they shit green. Their shit turned green. Wow. And they freaked out. And I think one of them was Gary and he, he was going to go to the doctor. He was all freaked out and then he put it together that it was the black bun. That is Wasn't it you Gary who ate the black bun? <clears throat> no, some of the other guys. I ate a green bagel. And um, all right. <laughs> and then I I shit like fairly bright green. And I thought I was going to die. I didn't put it together. And I was like, I think I have to call a doctor or go to the emergency room. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I ate that stupid fucking bagel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Death by bagel. Well, anyway, I don't know. I was, I was a Roy Rogers guy when I was heavy into fast food. So I don't know if that is relevant. And they went out of business. I thought they There's, were really yeah, good. Yeah, are there any left? The, I think there yeah. might be one or two. There's really, some. I loved it. Oh, they were the best. Did you like How them, John? Yeah, Roy Rogers, great fried chicken, really good burgers. They had the, that Fixins bar. Roy Rogers mm. was a solid, solid. Oh, option. yes, the Fixins. <laughs> so what happened to them? Well, yeah, yeah. Robin and I were very busy with Fixins. We used to go out to there every day, every day after our show in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Our physiques looked it right, Robin. We were out of <laughs> That's shape. That's right. We we yeah. looked like we ate at Roy Rogers every day. <laughs> In fact, Robin used to call me Roy, and I'd call her Dale. <laughs> Howard, I don't know why, but they still have one. I think on the Jersey Turnpike, and I yeah. think is there still one in Penn Station, John? I don't know if the Penn Station one is still there. The sons of the original um, owners bought the name, and they're starting. They were trying to bring it back in like the Maryland area. Hmm. So there are some in the Northeast, but they got a long way to go. Their plan Why did was they go out of business, John? Well, their plan originally was to copy um, Kentucky Fried Chicken's chicken, get mm. uh, Arby's roast beef sandwich, and a burger. I forgot who the burger was, and it worked, right. and people loved it in addition to the Fixins Bar. Then I think they merged with Hardee's, and, and they had financial issues, and it just kind of fell apart. But Roy Rogers, for a long time, was a really good pick. And again, that chicken was really, really good. Jason worked in Roy Rogers. I know he loved it. Yeah, I was a big fan. 
I thought for sure I would have put my money on Roy Rogers, but <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time I was wrong. That's why I do people... not fuck with that stock market. Oh my god! I mean, I you know, I'm like, hey, Roy Rogers seems reasonable. I'll put some money in then. Next thing you know, they they got one place on the Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> my luck. Yeah, just go with McDonald's. McDonald's and Chipotle yeah. of all things. Really? Two I've never been to one of those companies. Oh my god. Chipotle is good stuff. That I there's think actually I'm, one. I might be too famous to go to Chipotle. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think I might be at that level where I can't be seen there. <laughs> it would people would just be confused. What's he doing at Chipotle? <laughs> well, like when you got when we went out for Robin's birthday party that time, I'll return yeah. the favor about taking both of you to Chipotle and I'll give you <laughs> an example of the fine cuisine they have, and you can. What do you like there? Yourselves. I'll go. I get. I get a burrito bowl now, actually relatively healthy. I'm sure. Well, anyway, that's cool. All right. I just thought it was an interesting uh, discussion. Roy yeah. Rogers going, not Roy Rogers, Burger King going down, man. Hit him with yeah. the hind. Well, that's America. You got to give the people what they want. We got into a weird fucking discussion this morning. Really? Yeah, I was talking about how unhealthy High Pitch Eric is, and then we were like, Stop who it. do you think the next... Um, oh, no. Yeah, I know. Who do you think the next Whack Packer is going to be to go, you know, because we've lost a couple of Whack Packers. Yeah, the drum roll isn't appropriate in the sense that we didn't come to a conclusion because every Whack Packer we named was like, oh, yeah, yeah, them. Like, first I said, Eric doesn't eat healthy. And Eric, like, you know, Stop he just, it. he takes all these medications and everything. So I go, I think and Eric's he's always getting be... operations now. I mean, yeah, every always. time you talk to him, <laughs> he's getting an operation. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I go, well, wait a second. What about Wendy, the slow oh. adult? And I go, wait, she's always coughing. But then someone goes, well, she does have youth on her side. She's only like 40. I go, yeah, but. Any Wolfie, you think Eric's going to go before Wendy? I would think so. He he's he's heavy. He's he's a smoker. Uh, I think there's some other issues going on. And and Wendy's a lot younger. That the body can outlast even fast food for a long period of time. So I, I'd put my money on Wendy living longer. I disagree. What do you think? Well, first of all, okay, Eric is definitely fat, but he walks. And he smokes, but he's not inhaling the cigars. It's not great for him. But Wendy, I don't even think, walks anywhere. I think she's almost in a wheelchair. So at least Eric is up walking, getting some form of exercise. I know he plays golf a lot, so he's out and doing something. That's true. You see, this How is what happens. How does he play golf? I mean, my God. <laughs> that big belly. <laughs> it shows you that golf is not a real sport. If Eric can play it, there's something wrong. Hey, hey Eric, when you, when you golf, <clears throat> I'm curious. When you golf, like, I don't know much about golf, but, like, what's your handicap? <laughs> and I don't mean your IQ. <laughs> I don't have a handicap. I just play, I just play for fun. Yeah, for fun. But, but I do get out and I exercise. Yeah, how and long does it take you to house. get, like, one, like, let's say you go to a hole. How many times do you have to hit the ball before it actually goes into that little hole? Probably two or three times. Oh, bullshit. 
Get out of here. Yeah, bullshit. Tell the truth. No, because sometimes I miss the ball. Is oh. This... No, 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 no. Listen to me. Are you going to a driving range or are you playing an actual game? Well, I haven't played since last year because of my surgery. But I'm trying to get back. <laughs> surgery. Eric, Over how far those... can you drive? How far can you drive a ball? Well, well in a cart, I... he can take it pretty far. <laughs> well, last far? year, I drove the ball about 189 yards. He's, he's so full of shit. Howard, I don't understand something. Eric, you ran into a friend of mine on the golf course the other day. If you're not playing, why are you there? Because my friend that owns a cigar truck, he was there handing out cigars, so I hung out with him. <laughs> they have a cigar truck at the golf thing? Yeah, yeah because wow. they were, my friend was giving out cigars. Wow. Yeah, supposedly cigars and, and golf go together. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I hate golf so much. I tried it. And there's no way Eric is driving the ball 189 yards. There's no yeah. fucking way. And and taking three times to hit the hole. He's saying most of the time when he tries to hit the ball off the tee, he misses it. Yeah. Those are all strokes, Eric. He He's going to have a stroke. <laughs> he, he, missed, he misses the ball. I bet you he falls down. Do you ever fall down? Like, do you swing and fall down because you're off balance? No, I never fall down. Okay. But anyway, getting back to who will live the longest, like, all right, Wolfie, Gary, Wendy, Bigfoot, Tamon, Beetlejuice, Jeff the Big, Drunk. Like, like someone, go, like someone mentions, yeah, to me, it's like someone mentions Jeff the Drunk and I go, oh, he's not. And then someone goes, Beetlejuice. I go, oh, yeah, right. He's going there. And then, <laughs> Jeff's one of those guys that I feel like just live forever. He's, he doesn't get any exercise at all, but he just will keep, I, I don't know, there's people live to be a hundred sometimes. I don't know how. See, I'm I, worried I about to, him. I used to talk to Jeff a lot. Jeff has since quit the show because you wouldn't. Yeah, pick up by the way, him. for anyone listening, Chris brings up a good point. Jeff quit the show. And what that means is, <laughs> it's so funny. But do you Evidently, know why he quit the show? Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. He quit the show because this is the best. When I was in the middle of interviewing Bruce Springsteen, he called in to speak to Bruce. And I didn't pick up. And he said, that's it. That's the last straw. <laughs> and it was. And it yeah, really, he was. really he hasn't he called or taken your call. Well, no, I called him once and he just said, I'm, I'm done. I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, I don't, I don't listen to the show. I don't want, he can go fuck himself. I don't care. Like he just was. And by the way, he did the same thing during Mick Jagger. He did the same thing during, I don't know, some other like huge, huge interviews. It was almost like he had his own death wish when it came to the show. He knew if he did that, you wouldn't pick up. And well, that's why I love him because he's, he's so wacky. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, 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 he's so delusional. I never pick up during an interview. I'm talking, I'm focused on the person. Yeah, and, uh, of course, you know, but it doesn't matter to him. He's just like, like, like I should be on with Bruce. Could you imagine like the Bruce Springsteen interview goes to HBO, right? And it's beautiful images of you and Bruce and Bruce is singing these songs. And then all of a sudden you go, now on the phone, uh, Jeff the Drunk. Jeff the Drunk. <laughs> uh, Bruce, let me introduce you to Jeff the Drunk. I mean, here you are opening your heart to yeah. us, playing these songs, <laughs> describing how you came up with these works of genius. How did like, you come up with Thunder Road? <laughs> Do you, can I sing Thunder Road with you? Because that's what it would be. It would be, let's yeah. do a duet. 
do that on TikTok. <laughs> the reason I think Jeff um, may be a candidate, unfortunately, for passing is one now he doesn't have the show. So his main purpose is gone, which is never good. And Jeff's a guy who's always going in for procedures. He has a lot of accidents around his trailer because he's only mm. got the one arm. I'd always call him. He'd have a recent fall. He tripped over the dishwasher. Like I can just see him doing something and just going hate, in a flash. I hate when one of these guys dies because... You know, we're running out of whack packers. Yeah. We don't seem to be replenishing the supply. I don't know if it's because <laughs> of amniocentesis and more and more children are being born healthy or what, but, uh, you know, and, uh, and maybe, uh, maybe now with the, uh, anti abortion uh, laws coming out, we'll get more whack packers. Be a resurgence. Uh, and, yes. And anti vaccine yeah. too I, will help. I will right, say right. one thing about Jeff that, that is kind of shocking because, you know, it wasn't, I don't know how old Jeff is, but it wasn't that long ago. It was his 50th birthday. And I thought it was, I thought he was 68 for real. <laughs> like I could believe it was his 50th birthday. You know I, what kills I, me? I, like a couple of years ago, I said to Gary, we got to replenish the whack pack. Let's go out and act, have everyone on staff find a potential whack packer. And so we did and we found Marfan Mike. And he died on me. <laughs> right. He went right away. We, he wasn't in the whack pack very long. Sad. No, he, he just got in and then he died. He was like, and I went, huh, okay, you're in. And then he dies. He was such Missed a sweet guy. guy sweet towards guy. the end, I he was on my beat. I, if you're on my beat, it's never good. Because I had I had Elephant Boy, I had Marfan. Oh, Maybe dear. it's good that Jeff isn't. I'm like the angel of death, but you know, I'd call Marfan. I mean, I don't know who is harder to understand, Marfan or Fred. You, I mean, you'd be on the phone for two hours to get three minutes of content because you just could not well, understand what the fuck they were saying. I still can't believe Elephant Boy is dead. In fact, when you said yeah. it, I went, is he right? Because I, yeah. I yeah. kind of d- bit yeah. in denial. And then, and to answer your question, who is harder to understand? I can answer that very easily as someone who really had a focus, you know, because <laughs> Fred was like, oh, uh, you got And my phone was like, <laughs> and I'd be like, for me, uh, I think it was, I think it was Fred the Elephant Boy was yeah. a little he more difficult. Tough. You know why? Because Fred would really talk. He'd just go off. He'd tell you whole stories and speeches, and you'd really he was only verbose. catch every yeah. You'd only catch every eighth or ninth word. Yeah. It was Fred the Elephant difficult. Boy. It was weird. Even though he had a speech impediment, he loved to talk. So he'd yeah. have yeah. long stories, <laughs> and I'd be on the air sometimes going. <laughs> This is funny for a few seconds, but now we're into a real story, and you know, I don't know that I can keep going with it. Sometimes he'd um, go like, uh, he'd go go whole long dive chart and go, you know what I mean? I'd go, yeah, of course, man. His, you know, his, his, his favorite expression was, like I said. Yeah, he was a good guy, but I don't know, Eric, who do, Eric, who do you think is going to go next in the whack pack? Is it, is it you or... Well, I, I hope, I hope, hopefully, no one. Well, of course. But you know, I, I, you know, I do walk a lot. I gotta tell you something. I oh have- no! Here we go. Listen, my day was so miserable from Eric yesterday. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Let him get it out, and then oh, I'll explain no. to you what's going on. What go ahead, happened? Eric. What's on your mind? <laughs> I, I have a north shore oh. animal coming to my house today. 
Oh. Yes. Willingly? And, and tell them why. Because yesterday I woke up, opened my curtains, and I see a cat outside my window. And besides the cat, I see little kittens outside the backyard. I don't know how old they are, but they were baby kittens. Maybe six or seven. Yeah, and so uh, let me just, let me just, all right, you know what? Hey, Eric, fantastic. And Eric uh, now is a, a hero because uh, he's getting um, the cats to North Shore and then, you know, and Beth will help them get them. Oh, wonderful, okay? wonderful. All right, good wonderful. job, Eric. Because I'm proud of you. I, I'm proud of you, Eric. And Beth's proud of you. Everyone's proud of you. I can't have cats because if I do, you'll ban me from the show. Yeah, you can't have any cats. That's the or that's dogs. right. Or dogs. You're or not fish. good with animals or, or, or plants or plants. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have it. You can't have anything living. No flies. Yeah. Nothing with a pulse. <laughs> but but you did the right thing. You did the right thing, Eric, and now you're a hero. Okay? Right. And the first thing I did was email Gary. He had someone call me from the North Shore Animal League. Good, 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 good. And a good, good man. Let me know how it goes. All right, you're a hero. Thank you. <laughs> sure, he'll let you know. Yeah, <laughs> Gary. And I want you to send Eric a trophy for finding the cat. A two. I'll send him two. <laughs> send him two trophies. He would have in that garbage bell of it. <laughs> Seal Team Six has nothing on you, Eric. You're a hero. Hey, I'm glad, I'm glad that that is going to help these kittens get a home. And they told me how they're going to get them. To, uh, come to them. They, All right. They and Eric, you're such a hero. Your reward is you never have to work again. The taxpaying citizens of this country are going to support you the rest of your life, okay? And before I left the house yesterday, I gave them water because it was so hot Good. yesterday. Good man. And, and I know. Oh, Nor wonderful. And, and I know North Shore Animal League is going to get there. Pronto and uh, help the kittens and the mom, and because it's all because of you, my hero. Okay, Eric. But I don't understand. They, they says what you know when they get the mom, they give the mom the vaccines, and they keep the mom a couple of days. But they bring back the mom where they got her from, and they bring her yeah, back. What they'll do, what they do is they spay and neuter the mom because the mom is probably feral. Unless she's a house cat, then she can be saved to uh, live in someone's house. It's all under control, Eric. The bottom line is you're a hero, okay? Don't worry about it. It's now in right. the hands of others, okay? Professionals who are going to handle it, okay? All right. All right, good man. There you go. I love you. Howard, love I love you. you. Best love you. I'm very proud of you. All right. Thank you Ooh. for being a hero and dropping a major problem on other people's laps to clean up. Thank you. As usual. There goes my hero, Eric. <laughs> You're like an obese Mother Teresa. God bless. Listen, I walk out every day by walking. Yeah, you're going to live. You're going to live, fortunately for us, because you're my hero. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. That's Eric. All right, great. I'm not even going to tell you this story <laughs> of what went on yesterday until hero. North Shore gets the cats. Shit. Oh, you just got to keep telling Eric he's a hero. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah, we came up with a plan. <laughs> Don't ask this guy. Keep him happy. <laughs> keep him happy. Keep him happy. Let's get the cats and then we'll be okay. <laughs> Good Lord. And they had to show up outside his door, huh?
<laughs> Nothing yeah. worse than Eric being in control of something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what have we here? <laughs> I, when I tell you this story, Robin, I'll tell you this on the next show once we get everything settled. Okay, okay. The greatest story. You're just going to laugh your ass off. <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> Hey, I wanted to play you the before I talked to Eric Andre, I wanted to play you something. Um this is uh inspired by this whole deal that's going on that I I just I don't know. I don't get this backlash to all things trans. There was someone else, not just Bud Light, there was someone the other day I was reading. Hey guys, who brought that up the other day? There was a company that had I don't know, like Bud Light, they used a trans person. Oh, I know what, who's getting the, uh, it's, it's Sports Illustrated. Is oh, getting, they had a trans model, right. And like people are upset about it. And I guess I just don't get, under, I don't understand being upset about a person who is transsexual. I don't, like, even like the whole Bud Light thing. With all the hillbillies and stuff like blowing up cans of Anheuser-Busch, they don't, I, they're not at the point where they just want to say, hey, fuck you, I want to blow up a trans person. They're more comfortable saying, hey, fuck you, Anheuser-Busch, I'm going to blow up your can or I'm going to, like, they, I saw a guy on the internet running over a Bud Light, case of Bud Light with his truck. Uh -huh. And I think it's what they are like saying is they'd rather be running over the trans person than right. the Bud Light, but they can't say that because then they'll go to jail. But, but it's more like we want to shun them since we can't run them over. So Bud Light shouldn't acknowledge them. Right. Anything we like shouldn't acknowledge them. We're not going to acknowledge them. It's shunning. So someone told me I was woke and I go, well, does woke mean, because I don't, I don't think even anyone knows what woke means, but I think they're saying to me, oh, you're not bothered by trans. So you're woke. And I'm like, well, then I guess I am if that's the definition of woke. I don't give two fucks if a guy wants to become a girl and get his dick cut off and get tits. I don't care. In fact, I'm telling, I'm making an announcement now. I will only drink beer endorsed by trans people. <laughs> what do you think of that? I'm the opposite. I only want trans beer. Yay. Yay, trans beer. I mean, I don't care. I mean, like, here's the way I look at life. I realize now that I'm older, we have such a short lifespan. I'm going to be dead for eternity. And where I was before, I don't know. So only for a little speck of time. In fact, time laughs at me. They go, you idiot. If you're lucky, you could live 100 years. <laughs> And we'll make the last 10 years really shitty for you. I was going to say, and that ain't even mm. fun. <laughs> no, we're going to make it really, you're going you're gonna to beg for eternal rest. <laughs> so I only get this little window of consciousness where I get to be part of the planet, and, you know, participate in the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I feel the same for anybody who was born, whether they're gay, straight, trans, I don't care what you are. Like, they've got this little window of consciousness, and if it makes them happy, what the fuck do I care if they're trans? What? It does not it affect me. It doesn't do anything to the people who object to them. What is it doing to them? Why, now some, why can't they so, stand it? Now, some companies are actually um, 
they have like trans people, you know, representing them. But it, like I see like like I follow like Hunter Schaefer. She's trans uh-huh. and she's got endorsement deals, but nobody seems to be bummed out by her. They seem to be bummed out by this Dylan Mulvaney, who is a, a trans. Why? why? I mean, what's I what's guess, what's the target on her? Why? Why is she objectionable and somebody else is not? I think because uh, I don't know, I, you know, I, I don't know, but well, it doesn't know, bother thing, me really. Well, the thing that bothers me, you know, Shal- Salman Rushdie. Yeah. Uh, last year, I think he was attacked on stage. Yeah. Some guy bad. rushed up and tried to kill him. And yeah. now he's blind in one eye. And, yeah. you know, he has other problems because of that attack. He had to hide for years because he wrote a book. Yeah. About mu- you know, being Muslim or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, he was just on, you know, he just got a, an award in england and you know he was speaking and he said i can't believe i'm in the united states and people are are banning books they want to ban libraries yeah yeah, it's fucked you know it's it's just crazy they don't they want to revise children's books you know it's just and we and i wonder you know i'm talking about education the other day and how we need to be on the cutting edge and be able to handle you know life and uh continue to create new and better things for humanity and meanwhile they're trying to not you know to circumscribe everything a child reads so their minds never expand anyway uh, this uh robin this is a i got a little compilation of people destroying their bud light on social media it's like (laughs) a thing where you go on and you're all proud of destroy you know like fuck you like you did something yeah yeah yeah. my dad drank nothing but bud light for years he will never buy another case of bud light because you want to be woke and you want to cater to the stupid ass population who don't even know what damn gender they are really bud light all bud products Today, they go down the drain. I will go in my cabinet and I will find all my Bud Light glasses, and they are getting broken. This is where it now belongs. In the garbage. Whenever you drink a beer, you don't want to be thinking about trans people. Budweiser, this is what I think of your product. He's running his truck. Fuck you, Anheuser Busch. You were a shitty drink all along. So suck it, Bud Light. So, anyway, that's going on, but. According to a report, murders of trans people nearly doubled over the past four years, and mostly black trans women are at risk. But yeah, you would think Bud like Light. Trans you people would, are having a great time. They yeah, I mean, so they're, having a sh- they're having a shitty life, man. Don't, don't make it worse. You'd think Bud Light supported Hitler or something. But anyway, so we use this opportunity to have some fun, of course. Uh-huh. Because we're all about fun on this show. <laughs> we, uh, the boys made a prank call. We called a tradio type show where people buy, sell, or trade items. You know the deal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we called in with some Bud Light memorabilia up for sale to see how the host would react. So, this was kind of fun. I enjoy this one. Stand by for Dollar Trade. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it was a call to buy, sell, or trade. Hello, Dollar Trade. Yeah, I got a bunch of Bud Light stuff that I want to get the hell out of my house. Did you hear what they're up to? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know all about it. 
Bud Light sent a uh, can of beer to the transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney. Had a picture of the can with some woke uh, indications on it. That's about all I know. Yep, so then you understand why I'm getting rid of all my Bud Light stuff, right? Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. No Bud Light in your fridge, huh? Nothing. Good. What kind of stuff you got there? Well, I'm selling my Bud Light shirts, Bud Light caps, okay. Bud Light koozies, even my dog named Bud, yeah. all my Bud Abbott and Lou Costello okay, movies, we got it. Buddy Hackett autographed 8x10, okay. all the lights in my house, my electric light orchestra album, you got it. my kid's light bright toy. Thank you. Getting rid of all these Bud Light stuff. Dollar Trade. Hey, I hear you're selling Bud Light stuff on here now. Yeah, some stuff he wanted to get rid of, that's right. Dollar Trade has gone woke. Oh, now, wait. We, this is buy, sell, and trade. You got anything for Dollar Trade? My pronouns are Dollar Trade sucks. Oh. Why not let people sell their chopped-off genitals on your show, too? Hey. Chop off your peckers, folks. Hey. Sell- yeah, I got there. Need to get back on your meds. Sick. Got some uh, fellow wanting to sell his Bud Light uh, memorabilia. It's got everybody excited out there. Anyway, Dollar Trade. I'm sorry people are overreacting to Bud Light on your show. Yeah, I appreciate it. There's nothing wrong with Bud Light. Yeah. I have a Bud Light right here, and I'm going to drink it right now. Okay. Nothing's going to happen. I enjoy being a joy. Wait a minute. I, I hey. Shut up. Well, I guess you can go get medical attention. Oh, boy. All right, got to move on. Dollar Trade. This is your favorite president. Hello. We've got to fight back against Bud Light with the most yeah. heterosexual beverage in human history. Trump water. All right. How much of it do you have? I have loaded up a super soaker with it, right. and we're at a gay pride parade right now. Bring in the Trump water firearms. There you go. Look at them sticking the thumbs hey. up. They love it. Hey. It's starting to work. Right. Hey. Trump water wins again. No. See, they're all straight back. Psycho. Just let it go. Anyway, darn. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'll be right back. Looking for a new battery for your lawnmower? They carry over a thousand batteries. Farm, commercial, general use. Hard to find. Wow. Wow. Good commercial. But he was all over the place. He knew the woman's yeah. name that they're, you know, carrying on about. And then, you know, when he started getting the protest calls because he was now selling the memorabilia, he was like, get a hold of yourself. It's no big deal. Man wants to get rid of his memorabilia. <laughs> Mem- no, he called it memorabilia. Memorabilia. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, the thing with that Dylan Mulvaney is she's like kind of annoying. So I, I think that's why they react. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. With I don't that. know that I, they I don't, knew I don't care. anything about her until they saw the picture on a Bud Light can. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It just doesn't bother me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm 
Maybe I'm woke. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I go about my day. I don't think about Dylan Mulvaney, Bud Light. I don't think about any of that shit. I got bigger issues and and yeah, more important that, things to do. I actually think it was sort of nice. They sent her a cam with her face on it, made her feel good. Gives a fuck. But by the same token, if you make that go away, how's your life better? Oh, Dylan Mulvaney's on the phone. Hey, Dylan. Hi. Hey, Howard. How you doing, man? How's everything? Pretty good. Uh, I just, I know. I just wanted to call in. I really appreciate all the support, brother. This is really, you know, it's really nice of you to just support me and back me and all this. Hang on a second. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, okay. I'm just a, I'm a regular broad. You know, I just put my bra on one titty at a time, just like any other. Kid, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you know, Bud Light is great, man. It goes great. You can watch a nice episode of Sex in the City. You can watch The Bachelor. Crack open a nice Bud Light. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, I yeah, I, I, I agree with you, pal. I mean, good I mean, for you. You mean Dylan? <laughs> yeah, Dylan. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. I, I got to go. I got to go take a monster shit. All right? All right. All right. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. By the way, how about... Um, Mike Perlman playing the role of Dylan. Pretty, wow, very good I didn't job. know Mike, uh, yeah. Mike was getting into voice. <laughs> he, does, he does Dylan impressions. Not Bob Dylan. Dylan Mulvaney. What can I say? God bless. Who cares? Hey, John. I was good. You answered it already. You said that uh, he or she was annoying. I think that's that's really what what it was. But yeah, I, yeah. But I mean, but but, well, but how guys was following her before um, uh, Bud Light got a hold of her. Who maybe they should have. Maybe they should have gotten Hunter uh, Schaefer. Uh, then maybe people would have calmed down. I don't know. All right. Hey. Cool. All right. Uh, thanks. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, Nothing sorry. makes any sense. I hung up because I got uh, Eric Andre waiting in the wings, and I want to talk ah. to him. You know, I'm a big fan, and I got plenty to talk to him about. You know, all right, I was um, about him, and I said, you know, he's all three Stooges in one. That's yep. what he is. <laughs> he is, and he's, and he's funny. He's just fucking funny. All right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there you go. There's the new trans Bud Light freakout. Phony phone call for your listening pleasure. We'll be back right after. Anyway, Eric Andre, best looking guy I know. And uh, Eric is uh, season six of the Eric Andre show. Debut in June 4th. Look at my man. I love him. Yeah, baby. What's happening? You, you look fabulous. You look hot. I should tell people that. Should I tell them that I called you off the air? Should we start? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's air it all yeah. out. We had a yeah. beef. We had a Tupac Biggie beef. For a day. Eric and I, you know, I love Eric and I love Eric's show, uh, the Eric Andre show, which I encourage you to watch the new season, June 4th on Adult Swim. You know what's weird about your show? Mm. Whenever I watch it, I go, God, this show's so good because it's so fast paced and I'm always laughing and it never gets boring. And I was talking to John Hunt and I go, you know, I really love Eric's show. And he, and he goes, yeah. And you know, the other thing is that it's 12 minutes long. It's so good. I go, what? What do you mean it's 12 minutes long? It's a half hour, isn't it? No. He goes, no. The reason it's good, it's 12 minutes. Yeah. That's why I refer to it as clips, because it was so, I was like, that has to be a clip of the show. No, no, that's the whole show. It's like TikTok. <laughs> Eric, when it's you pitched longer the, than a TikTok. When you pitched the show to Adult Swim, 
did, were you, did, was that the idea? Like, you, hey, can I do a 12-minute show? No, that's a- their format. They only do quarter-hour shows, and wow. uh, it's an 11-minute runtime, yeah. It's great. Yeah, you, you pack in, a you lot into 12. You pack in a lot in 12 minutes, but yeah. anyway. Yeah. I guess when Eric was dating Emily Ratajkowski for a few minutes, you know, I don't know how long, I don't know anything about it, but <laughs> I was like, you know, I was fascinated because I think she's just fucking beautiful, you know, Emily. And uh, and I guess I said, I, you know, I identified you as someone like me, like we're not the best looking guys in the world. And, you know, I might have said you were not good looking. <laughs> oh. And then I you got said I looked like I got hit by a bus. Yeah, but I, you know, you know, but I feel I look like I got hit by. But you know what? Actually, I, don't I mean, think, I look. I don't think I'm a male model, but I'm not the right. elephant man either. Like, you right, know. you're right. You're a hundred percent right. And then I got got, like, going I was, on. I, that's the problem with doing a show like this, and I think you know it too. It's like you're talking and you're just trying to make a point, and then you just go too far. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so. Uh, I heard some. How did I find out that you were upset about? I it? texted Jason Kaplan. I was like, "Oh, so it looks like I got hit by a bus, huh?" Yeah. And he's like, "No, but, no, 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 no." He's just joking around. I go, "Okay, we'll see what happens when I get in there." Well, <laughs> I thought you were so upset. I mean, no, we're downplaying I would, it no, now. I know shtick, and every other thing out of my mouth whenever I do an interview or I'm on stage, I regret instantly. It's like right. it's part of comedy. You're just like speaking from your id, and it's not pretty most of the time well when when jason tells me you know we're in a meeting and he goes you know eric was really offended (laughs) and and i go really what i said i i really because i because the way jason tells the story is so fucking like dire no he's dramatic he's a he's a sensitive guy like me and he's he's, oh he likes high stakes stories no i wasn't (laughs) i couldn't i was flattered if anything i was like i'm always flattered when you bring me up and what well you know what happened Jason also heard from one of your good friends. I don't know if you know about this. I don't. But the the good friend contacted Jason and said, by the way, Eric was really offended by what I said. <laughs> Who said that? Uh, I don't know. I, Jason did give me the guy's name, but really a real friend of yours. And so <laughs> I went, I was like, I said, I am picking up the phone and I am calling Eric and I want to say to him, you know, dude, I, you know, at first I blew off steam. I was like, Jason. That, what Eric thinks he's fucking Brad Pitt now because he's dating <laughs> Emily Ratajkowski? I mean, he's got to calm down. He's going to lose his whole comedy chops if he starts thinking like that. <laughs> so I called you, and I could tell right away you were like, "Oh, dude, you didn't need to call me." No, you know, I totally, yeah. I wasn't offended for a second. Oh, good. I okay. would, you know, like I, I had a little bit of like, oh, like a pearl grab, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I understand shtick more than. And you know what? The next person, I get why hot chicks are into you. You're fun. You got big hair. Thank you. By the way, you got a great fro. You you as well. You as well. Mm, Yours is better. No, no, no. Stop. You got a. You got the award for having the best hair in entertainment. I didn't get that award. Years in a row. Years Uh, in a row. row. Thank you, Robin. (laughs) Years in a row. Man, I don't know. I like your fro. I never got. I never got any hair awards. I like your fro because it's got height. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah. But anyway. Got uh, loft. And the, uh, and like the curtains match the carpet. This way, I didn't, I don't necessarily like the pulled back look on you. No, you know what? That is for, I have to do pranks in the streets with real uh-huh. people and I'm getting recognized more and more. Uh, 
so I had to do a different hair look to kind of disguise, like hide in broad daylight. So that wasn't really a stylistic choice as much as it was a, a, a uh, disguise. By the okay. way, I'm noticing the Pat Riley t-shirt you're wearing. Yes, is that controversial? No, I mean, listen, I was really bummed when the Knicks got beat by Miami. I love the Knicks, and uh, I would have liked to see them win, but, uh, you know, Miami's got a fine team. I, I, I love the Knicks. I'm born and raised in Miami. I grew up a Miami Heat fan, uh, So, uh, and I'm proud of the Knicks, and they made it. They made it far. They made it farther than some thought they were going to make it. Um, I'm proud of my heat as well. And so I am, uh, I'm not, I'm not rubbing this in your face. I want no, no, no it's no, cool. No, I'm not that, no. I'm not that crazy, but, but, <laughs> but Pat Riley is, a, he's the, like the godfather. We grew up worshiping Pat Riley. So yeah, I get it. But, uh, Celtics, right. They're going to play Miami. I hear like, yeah, I've, the whole rap on them is that they play like the old Knicks, like the Willis Reed Knicks, like, you they, know, that, they play dirty. Well, no, they played very, very well, and oh. they're playing like exceptional. Do you think Miami will beat the Celtics? I, I want them to. You do. I, I don't very know bad. if they will, but I want them to. I'm going to say yes. No, I need to put, do, put positivity out in the universe. Yes, they will. Yeah, and I'm well, I'm like a poser. I'm not like the biggest sports fan. If you if you're going to start talking stats, I'll just be like. Uh, uh, I'll start spacing out. Yeah, but, I don't know uh, shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know shit, shit about it. I try to be yeah. macho and tough when I go to games, like I'm a real man. But I, I really don't know anything. I have no skill set. I don't really know anything about anything. I try to start you know, cooking and quarantine. I fucked up a brisket. <laughs> I have no useful life skills. I can't relate to anybody. I don't feel connected. I can't, I can't figure you out. Like, I mean, I watch the TV show. And I think you're fucking insane. Uh -huh. I mean, some of the stunts you do, I mean, they're brilliantly funny. I laugh my ass off. I got to figure most of your audience is male. Because, like, when my wife walks by, she's like, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> you know what I mean? I've had women cross the street and go, I hate your show, but my boyfriend really loves it. Is it okay if we get a selfie? And I'm like, all right. <laughs> no. no, fuck you. You don't like my show. I'm not going to be in a selfie with you. Oh, man. Yeah, well, it is a little bit polarizing. I wish it wasn't so gender polarizing, but the show is very violent and gross, and it's nonlinear. There's no story. So it doesn't do as well with the the gals as it does with, with the guys. Um, but, uh, but, but Bad Trip did better with the gals because Tiffany Haddish had such a, an amazing role. It had a good gender balance, Bad Trip. And yeah, that I, was your I, movie. I really loved that movie. You know, I did. Thank you. How did it end up doing for you financially? Like, like what financially? Did you put nothing. But uh, right. and I do want to shout out my producer, the guy that produced Bad Trip, Dave Bernad, is in the hallway. Uh, White Lotus Emmy Award winning White Lotus producer Dave Bernad oh. saved Bad Trip from peril over and over again, and I want to give him his roses and his praise. Thank you, Dave. He's 10 feet away from me. So No, I remember how much work you put into that thing, and I yeah. thought it was really funny. And, but, and you ended up releasing it in theaters, right? It was a no, theatrical. Because, no, no, it was about to go out in right. theaters. And it was then COVID. To be, it's, yeah, it was supposed to premiere March 2020 at South by Southwest. COVID happened. The world shut down. Then it was nowhere. Then MGM was secretly trying to sell it to Quibi behind our backs. I don't know if you remember Quibi. It was a streaming service that lasted for three minutes. Right. And uh, and then they got caught with their, and they kept telling us Netflix didn't want it. 
Really? Then Dave, who saved the day, sent it to... They sent it to the wrong person at Netflix, which is insane. And then Dave sent it to the right person, and Netflix was like, this is amazing, we love this. And uh, it was the number one movie in the world, number one movie in the U.S. Was it? It deserved it. Yeah, it number one movie in the U.S., number one movie in the world. And uh, I made um, zero dollars. I made, I made the... In, minimum sag after indie scale. The movie took seven and a half years to make, and I made like I probably like netted seventeen thousand bucks. Unbelievable <laughs> For like story. Like a decade of work. Dave made zero dollars. By the way, <laughs> David and Jeff Tremaine made zero dollars because it wasn't a theatrical release. But number one movie in the world. What the fuck? It's so, isn't it defeating? Seriously, Eric, I mean, that's enough to do whippets over it because you sit there and you go, there was a lot of fun in that movie, lots of great pranks and stunts, but also held together with a story. Yeah. And it was, it, and I know how many years, seriously, in terms of like you thinking about it, wanting to do it, them writing it, and then going out and making it, that shit's a lot of work. Yeah, it was, eight, it was almost eight years. We watched Bad Grandpa, Jeff Tremaine's first like narrative prank movie with knoxville in october 2013 and we were like early days of eric andre show we we're like we want to do that and then a movie came out on netflix march 2021 so it was eight years eight years from, you, from writing to in all seriousness did you feel defeated i mean like were you like oh, oh yeah i mean i was I, it was miserable man i was breaking down i mean my dad Found out he had cancer the day we were supposed to premiere at South by Southwest. It was horrible. I was it was dark days. Beginning of quarantine, I was just like in a bathrobe every day, drinking white Russians. I was like the big Lebowski, just sitting on my couch, staring at the ground, drinking white Russians, just had a bottle of vodka next to my coffee table. It was mm. dark. It was dark. But really? you know what? The success of the movie has opened other opportunities. So has it's it? the beginning, it's the beginning of a new chapter. Yes. Yeah, Knoxville, uh, speaking of Johnny. You see, I got into a Did you hear my rap this morning about you and your party and all that? The no, 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 no. I did. The first hour of the show is about you and the guys covering your 40th birthday party. And in all seriousness, I, I think you're a real talent, a real good comedy mind. You're fast and everything. And even, you know, but I mean, you really do. Maybe even to maybe not as extreme as Knoxville, but you really do put yourself in danger. And I wonder, like, do you think seriously that you have a death wish? I mean, it seemed like you enjoy. How could you? How could you laugh at that? I mean, well, well, it's because it's because I I hang out with Knoxville and Sasha Baron Cohen now, and those guys have such a larger death wish than me. Like, I, I seriously think Sasha wants to be like assassinated by a politician and i think <laughs> i think knoxville wants to be killed by a wild animal so like right. they, they those guys they're my heroes you know they, they raise the bar so high that like any little thing i do i'm like well i didn't just get a brain hemorrhage from a bull so they they've skewed my uh reality of safety a it's funny bit. you mentioned those two guys because your your TV show really is a combo of those two guys. Oh yeah, some huge. Of, some of they're, the f- they're my heroes. You know, they're huge influences on me. Sasha Baron Cohen, what a genius, huh? Genius, genius. I mean, one time, one time I was drinking at a bar with Knoxville. He's like crazy twenty four seven. I'm right. drinking at a bar with him. I'm with Jeff Tremaine. I'm standing up. It's a tiki bar. I'm standing. I'm trying to get the bartender's attention. 
I have sandals on and my left foot feels like it's like in the greatest pain out of nowhere. I think I'm having the crazy allergic reaction. I looked down at my feet. Knoxville has a bottle of 151 rum and he poured it all over my left foot and he's got a thing of matches and he set my left foot on fire while I'm at the bar and my foot is like engulfed in flames. I'm like, ah, I'm trying to step it out. I'm stepping in more rum. It's like the whole and, 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 the, and the thing about that is that like there's no camera, right? It's no not camera. Even more, no no camera. camera. It was just like a Tuesday night. Just a bunch of friends. I took my crew out. We were drinking. No camera. And then and, and then she, Knox, and then Knoxville goes, That was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. But you know what's great about it? I mean I, I mean, I I guess you would think there was something too uptight about me. Like, if a guy did that to me, that's it. I'm never hanging around with him again. I don't want to know him. He go fuck himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been times. There's been times. I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive. When Johnny was on our show, he said to me, he told me the story of, like, I don't know if it was during COVID or what, but when he tried to break into your house and then you called the police on oh, him. Yeah. You, what was that fucking deal from your end of it? I had COVID for Christmas. I was going to go home, visit my family, and I got COVID. So I was like, fuck. And, and like, I was already vaccinated. So like, it wasn't too, it wasn't kicking my ass too bad. I had a couple of days of brain fog and sickness, but then day three, I didn't feel sick at all. So I'm just like at home. I was eating mushrooms. I'm getting, I, I never smoked weed. I was smoking pot. I was making fucking eggnog, doing whippets, watching Bad Santa. I was just getting but, hammered. But, I couldn't do anything. It was Christmas. But you see, you have COVID. I would think you would think, hey, my immune system has to be strong to <laughs> yeah, fight maybe, off COVID. But you don't think like that, right? In other words, you don't think, hey, I want to live till I'm 100 years well, old. You're like, let me go. This is a good opportunity to lay in bed and do whippets. I mean, <laughs> I was bored. I don't know. I needed to. But, 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 but Eric, doesn't that like in your mind, you go, hey, I'm lowering my immune system. I'm, yeah. I'm, no, it doesn't. doesn't a little bit. Mind. No, a little bit. I, I, I'm of two minds. I don't know. I mean, COVID made, I'm, quarantine made me go nuts. I was like Jack Nicholson in The Shining halfway through quarantine, just being stuck in my house, Postmates and Uber Eats every meal. You start yeah. losing it. Were you alone or you had so, No, I'm alone. Else. I had COVID. I had the quarantine. So I'm getting hammered at my house by myself. And then I see, I see Knoxville with this like, I, I didn't know it's him at first. Right, you're he just sitting in your house. I'm just sitting in my house, and I see somebody with, he had an Andy Warhol wig on, so I don't even <laughs> recognize him, and he's toilet papering my house, and I, I have a gun next to my bed, so I open the window, and I'm like, I got a gun! I got a gun! I'm called the police! I'm gonna shoot you! And the guy's cracking up, and that's making me more mad. I just hear him laughing, and I see him filming me. I don't know, it's Knoxville. He's like filming me with his iPhone, and he's laughing, he's like, I got a fucking gun! I'll fucking kill you! I'm calling the police! The police are on their way! My alarm system's going up. And then he's pressing his face up against my window, and I'm like, fucking Knoxville. I was like, I was about to shoot you. And he goes, right. that would have been so fun. And we we're about to do, uh, Jackass was about to premiere. He'd be like, what better press would that have been if you had shot me? And I went to the hospital or died right before the movie comes out. And I'm like, yeah. you're out of your fucking mind. I don't get you guys. You see, I think you're out of your mind. You see, you still don't understand my point. You've got COVID and you're doing drugs in your house because you're bored. And like, to me, I'd be like, I need to get rid of my COVID. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to just make sure I get healthy fast. You're not neurotic. You're not no, neurotic. I am. I'm very neurotic. I, I think I'm between 
you in Knoxville in a sense where your whole career people think you are you were nuts. You are nuts. Right. Yes. And and you tell people, look, I'm in bed by eight thirty PM. I meditate twice a day. I, right. I water color paint. I do chess. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But people but people think you you're eating out of a garbage can on Sixth Avenue every day. Right. You, you know what I mean? So it's a little bit of that. I have I, I, I meditate twice a day. I go to therapy three times a week. I journal. Do I do wow. Tai Chi and Qi Gong. Yeah. I, I'm you like. See, I buy into you. Like, I wouldn't hang with you because I think you're insane. No, I, I mean, watch I, turn, show. I turn it up on both. I'm, I turn it up when it's time to, you know, my birthday party, I turn it all the way up. If you're hanging out with Knoxville, he's going to set your foot on fire. <laughs> That's just the, 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 the situation. But your attitude is, I'm not going to be, I'm not mad at Johnny. That's Johnny, you know. Like, I want, when you did that stint in um, in the last Jackass film. Yeah. And and they take that thing, you go up and they say, hey, you know, there's a food truck and you go up to get a coffee. And you walk up and this big fucking thing smacks oh. you in the face and knocks your ass down. Brutal. That had to hurt, right? Yeah. And it's it's shocking. You're not embracing for like when when something's about to hit you, you like embrace for it. There was no, you know, anticipating it. This thing just knocked me. It was an airbag, but it just uppercutted me and knocked me on my ass. Fucked me up. And, and then you get up and go, "Oh, that was funny." Like me, I'd be like, "Oh, well, maybe I hit my head and I have a brain injury." You know, you don't you don't have that mechanism. <laughs> yeah, you, th- you, you thought it was great, right? I like, thought it was, it was the greatest. Gr- well, I was so life. happy I got good footage. I was like, "That's gonna be in the movie." <laughs> that's all I thought. I was like, that's going to be in the movie. Like, we said, got the footage. Being on the set of the Jackass Forever, you know, it's like, it's like being, uh, it's, it's in, you're in the Vietnam of comedy. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you, who I think is crazy, you go, I think those guys are crazy because I don't think they experience pain. I mean, when you see what those guys are doing, they're, they, they're on a whole nother fucking level. They don't experience pain. I, I'm doing this show with Knoxville. With with Kimmel and Knoxville now, yeah. And I, zapped, I, I didn't know I zapped, anything about that. Tell, to explain I, to my audience what it is. I, it's called prank panel, and it's basically Shark Tank for pranks. People come on, they pitch us pranks, and me and Knoxville and Gabrielle Sidibe are like the three judges, American Idol style, and right. we decide whether or not we want to produce a person's prank or not. But Knoxville's pranking me the whole time. He's tasing me. He's got like he's got a different <laughs> weapon on him every day. Yeah. And he does, and so, so I'm like, so I call Jeff Tremaine. I go, Jeff, I, I don't know what to do. Knoxville, every, every day I go to work, something's popping out of a wall or, or he's like hitting me with a taser or something. And Jeff goes, well, he's, he's never going to stop. So you got to hit him back. So I have this giant stun gun next to my bed. So it's like a police grade stun gun. So I was like, all right, I guess I got to hit him. I don't want to because I'm going to hit him. He's going to hit back. But what, what, what can I do? So I go to work. I have like a long sleeve thing on pants and this like police grade it looks like a baton but it's a stun gun this is your work so 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 he's talking to the guest this lady comes on from like wherever schenectady she comes on she's like hey i want to pitch my i want to prank my cousin she's explaining and while knox was not looking i take this this uh a stun gun out and i hit him right in the heart with it like in the center of his chest but he's like the liquid terminator the guy's so impervious to pain like that's like a little pinch tim the guy's been hit by both 16 concussions brain hemorrhage 
That's nothing to him. So I hit him in the heart with his stun gun, and he just starts looking at me while he's being electrocuted, and then he grabs <laughs> it out of my hand, and then he just starts attacking me with it. And he's running, on, and he has another one in his pocket. So he takes out another one, and he has mine. He gets me on the floor. He's just lighting me up with two stun guns. Bam, 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 bam. And I run for my life. I run out of studio, and I quit. I quit the show. I was like, this guy is like working with the Liquid Terminator. I can't prank him back because he doesn't feel pain right. and and like if and the more i prank him back the more he's going to torture me so i quit that weekend then he begged me back then i went out then then like i hit him did in the, he think did he think you were a pussy because like you know you quit no no the he's show? like oh. you he's very sensitive so he's like he's like i'm so sorry you know what i mean like like i don't want you to he goes hey we're, we're, we're we got this new show we get to be punk rock on it on abc's airwaves let's just do our punk rock thing and it's gonna be okay and i'm like okay yeah it was like ike it was like ike turner talking tina turner back into coming on stage you know what i mean right oh, right, right, be okay, right baby oh baby i'm never gonna do that to you again <laughs> yeah. i love you yeah. don't you know i love you so i get back to work the next day and i hit him and i, I rig a little squirt gun under his desk i hit him in the crotch with a squirt gun and he gets real like oh and he's like oh and I see, like, he's getting angry. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. And I turn to look at one of the producers. He hits me with a taser in the neck. Bam! <laughs> Unbelievable pain. Like, pain right. that shot up to my brain. And I quit. I, I was like, I'm out. I can't. I, I have to quit. I would go, I love you. I worship you. I grew up watching your stuff. I love you to death. But I, I can't do that. This is too, this is a nightmare. So he's like, all right, all right. No more weapons at work. If you don't bring weapons to work, I won't bring weapons to work. So that was our, that was our truce. It's like, no more weapons. I mean, Gabby had pepper spray on her at one point. Oh my we God. All had, we all were like armed at one point. <laughs> when I watch this show on ABC, will I see all of that? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Go, oh, I yeah. Go, that's what I told him. I go, I go, I'm coming back. We'll have a truce, but, uh, air it. I mean, like, don't put me through all that pain and then don't air it. You got to air it. But I, but you I know was it's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. That's going to be the best part of the show. And you two, and you, and you two maniacs are going to end up killing each other. I mean, I when you, when you taste someone in the heart, you could have actually just induced a heart attack in him, I assume. It, it, I mean, it not only did it not induce a heart attack, it made him stronger. He was just like, looked at me <laughs> while he was getting electrocuted. And he was like, uh, and then took the weapon out of my hand. It was the scariest thing I've ever seen. It, it, it was insane. It, it was you know, insane. It was like a James Bond villain. It was like Jaws or something. This is the craziest fuck. So, so Jimmy Kimmel produces it, and and you guys are the Kimmel stars. had to call me every day and be like, "Hey, I'm really sorry getting hit with weapons." <laughs> <laughs> Kimmel would be like my therapist every day. Oh and my I, god! <laughs> and, but what? what uh, uh, Sidibe, what, what is she involved in stunts and things? Is that why she is now? She, she is now. <laughs> <laughs> we threw her in the deep end. She's and great. Though. She's. Super charming, charismatic, hilarious, rolls with the punches. She totally, she totally gets the. And she got nervous and came in with pepper spray and was going to spray you two guys down. Yeah, because we're hitting each other with weapons every day. So she's like, I got to defend myself. Right. It's like, Johnny, it's like filming in Guantanamo Bay in here. I mean, it's, um, so you're, you're serious. I mean, you quit the show. Oh, ask Knoxville. I quit. I quit. Ask Kimmel. I kept quitting. I was like, wow. this is, and I felt bad. I was like, dude, I, I love Jackass. I totally, 
understand your your shtick and I, I support it. I just can't be a part of it. It's a nightmare. I can't be I can't go into my dressing room, somebody locks a door behind me, and then like snakes and venomous fucking scorpions <laughs> yeah. come down from the ceiling every day. Every day. I mean, and he's I not mean, gonna do that to Gabby. Like he's not gonna no. hit Gabby with a stun gun. He's only gonna <laughs> hit me. I'm the only one else on camera. So I'm gonna be like like all nine jackass guys get it, but they get it in like little increments. I was like all nine jackass guys in one guy so i was just getting lit up to the i was like this is rough I was oh like, my god <laughs> i mean you know i remember when i went on america's got talent i had been watching the previous season and piers morgan used to get these pranks played on him by howie mandel howie would like move a refrigerator oh, in front of the shit. door and oh, you know shit. all this kind of shit and i get there like the first day on the set now i'm the new guy i'm taking over for piers yeah, morgan yeah. and howie starts some nonsense and i pulled him aside i said listen dude yeah, I, su- I used to watch you with peers and all this. Yeah, if you think you're gonna fucking prank me, yeah, I'm not putting up with it. What I'm gonna do is I'm going on the air the next day. I'm gonna ruin your life. I'm gonna fucking get on the air and fucking tell my fans to torture you to the point that you're gonna want to stop living. I said I've done it and I'll do it again. And he goes, no problem, gotcha. Yeah. And we never did any of that shit. Yeah, we worked it out. But Jesus Christ. Yeah, but if you say something like that to Knoxville, he'll be like, oh, hell yeah, it's on prank war. Then he'll smash all your car windows out and, like, pop your tires. And (laughs) What do you think is wrong? What do you think? Seriously, you've been in psychotherapy. What What do you think is wrong with Johnny? Like, I mean, you at least have some limits. I mean, there's something really wrong with that's he, He found his... He found his shtick. He's like this... He has a high pain tolerance... He loves physical comedy. He's he's like the most he's the funniest stuntman that's ever existed. So, so he's like as equally comedic as he is brave at actual physical harm. He's a, he's a unique. He's from Knoxville, Tennessee. He's from like the right. Appalachians. He's like an Appalachian. He's a, he's like a hillbilly, really. He's like, a, <laughs> but really, you the the new season. Uh, maybe I'm giving away some things, but maybe not. I think this will get people to watch. I got to talk about some of the things I see on your new season. I mean, you're you're in the Johnny Knoxville craziness thing. First of all, yeah. I pl- so Eric throws a 40th birthday party for himself this year. And by the way, I applaud you because you 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 get this house in Queens. And you set it up with all this crazy shit in it. Yeah. You know, it's a storage facility or something. And you yeah, convert it into, yeah, not to say, you, you know, and it's crazy. It's like a fun night of yeah. craziness. Yeah. I don't even know how financially you do it because you had about 3,000 people in that place. Yeah. And to build that thing and to build some of the craziness into it so that the audience, it's almost like Disneyland for wackos. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, I, I used to do a thing. I used to throw a prom years ago. I would do live shows, four of them in a weekend. We throw a prom for people who never got to go to their prom. And it was fucking crazy. People were taking high heels and sticking them up each other's ass. It was fucking <laughs> nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I remember I couldn't afford time to do any of the things right. I wanted. You know what I mean? How do you afford? Like, I know you probably make about 300000 that weekend in ticket sales. But then to rent that place, yeah, the insurance must be insane. Yeah, yeah. You the can't possibly make any money. Yeah, I didn't do it for the money. I didn't do it to make money. I really, I, I, I've always gone nuts for my birthday. Uh Yeah, we sold tickets and we got a, a sponsor or two and... 
and that was enough. There's a bunch of stuff I, you know, wanted to also get, but there's also like, um, illegal stuff I couldn't do. Like I had a drug pinata a few years ago and it was, it was this pinata is filled with acid and ecstasy. And I, <laughs> but now Live Nation was doing the thing. They're like, we can't put illegal drugs in the, we, we, we were liable. And I go, all right, just get legal drugs. So I got a pinata this year and it was full of, poppers, whippets, and Newport cigarettes. So I was like, that was like, so there are compromises like that right. that had to be made. But poor I still you. went hard. There was, a, yeah, for me. There yeah. was a, there, my favorite thing, there was a there was a men's bathroom downstairs that just said men's on it. But when you open up the door, there was this guy fisting another guy in the room. So ah. dudes would walk in, and it was just <laughs> this big bear ramming his entire, like, elbow deep up this other guy. <laughs> Yeah, but don't great. you worry that someone's going to kill themselves at this thing or, or you're going to die at one of these birthday parties? Like, I was real, like, you, the amount of nitrous oxide you consume. Yeah. And I know you think it's safe because dentists give it to people. It's yeah. Safe and get. But you, like, I mean, you had a canister of nitrous on stage with you. Then you got so fucked up, you, you, you dove into the audience. Yeah. And then you, 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 people were sticking fingers up your ass, doing all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit. And then you get back on stage and you're so hopped up on nitrous and then someone stole the can of nitrous and you went fucking nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't find. Yeah, but yeah. And I, daddy needs his medicine. Yeah. But, but, but don't you think you do too much nitrous oxide? Can it affect you? Can it fuck your heart up? Probably. But I had my friend's a drug scientist and he told me this. He goes, the, the, Two most dangerous drugs you can do are alcohol and heroin. So he goes, pretty much every drug is safer than alcohol besides opiates. So he goes, as long as he goes, alcohol is so uh, corrosive, cancerous, addictive. It's the only withdrawal you can die from. So he goes, and I was like, what about whippets? I do nitrous oxide a lot. He goes, the solvents in the actual whippet thing probably aren't great for you if you can filter those out. But the stuff the doctor... The dentist gives you, he goes, as long as you take vitamin B12, you're going to be okay. It was also my birthday, so I laid it on a little bit thick. But uh, can you know, do life's a about whole... balance. I try to be healthy, but it's Eric, not the most you... fun thing to be. Can you do a whole canister? I've been through nitrous... tanks. I've been through tanks. I used to get tanks from the sketchy auto warehouse place and, <laughs> like, and just like I, <laughs> I would have like two tanks on each side of my sofa and just be like ripping through those balloons. four foot canisters yeah like the giant oh like it looks like what oh. like like you see at a kid's party for the helium balloon <laughs> like that but not helium nitrous oxide and in other words the high only lasts for like 10 seconds it's very right? fleeting very, very fleeting, fleeting. So you would suck it down and, and, and just go, and in other words, it would keep you high yes. constantly. Yes. And, and, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't scare you at all. That scares me for you. I worry about you. Uh, I, th I, I, I appreciate the worry. I think, uh, I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. I get my, I get, I, I get blood work done once a year. I do my physical. A yearly physical. You know, Should I go to one of those places that scans your whole body for cancer cells and they, they can predict when you die and all those like future it's a weird thing? I went for the scan and they saw something on my kidney. See, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a mixed belief. Right. There are people I know who literally got the scan and they found the worst kind of cancer that you can get, which is the um, pancreas. Yeah. So my but dad they is. caught it so early yeah. that they lived. Yeah. They caught it in stage two. Yeah. Now with me, they, they did the whole body scan. 
They found this dot on my kidney. Go to the specialist. He says, 95% chance you got cancer on there. We got to do surgery. I'm in there for fucking seven hours. Oof. They're punching holes in my belly. And, I mean, it was wild. I wake up. I'm fucked up. Uh. Guy goes, hey, good news. It was just a little cyst. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, well, what happened to my cancer? He goes, well, that's good news. I go, yeah, but I just went through all of that. Uh. So, so, you know, you can't. You don't know, you know, so do you well, go for I'm it? I'm thinking he should make a, co you know, do a cognitive test as well. <laughs> every year. <laughs> well, I got it. You know what? I, I'm going to tell you what I thought happened. I was tremendously impressed when you were dating Emily Ratajkowski. I, I think yeah, I, I was very impressed. Okay. Like, I'm like, way to go, Eric. Like, fuck. That's awesome. <laughs> but my, I, you know, and then it ended kind of suddenly and nobody knows what happened. But here is my fantasy. You're just too fucking crazy. I mean, she was probably like scared, like dug you and everything. And you're funny. But like. You know, you probably brought out the two big fucking tanks of whippet. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck? This is like a madman. That's what I think happened. Do you do, do you go there with me and tell me, is that what happened? That she just said, hey, look, Eric, you're a great guy, but I think we should be friends. The nitrous tank. Yeah, the nitrous tanks came out. She was like, I've had enough. <laughs> is that true? Is no, that true? No, no. Were you too much? Like, you can't be in a relationship, right? <laughs> I, I I aspire to be. You I do? aspire to be. So did you fuck up that situation? A gentleman never tells Howard. I, I know. I don't want. I'm not. I, I would love. To, I, I must respect the privacy and boundaries of. Okay. I and I respect that, and yeah. I and I agree with you on that. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not asking you fucking her. I'm not asking because I can't <laughs> imagine if. I, first of all, I don't even know I could get my penis in her because I'd come before I'd shoot my load before. Her. <laughs> like if she stood there naked, I, that would be enough. I'd say, hey, you know what? We can go out. You just fucking stand there naked, and I'll just shoot my load. I just have to look at you. So, so, so I'm I'm not asking any of that. I yeah. understand, that, uh -huh. you know, but. I thought you were going to lock in. Like, that's it. Uh -huh. Eric's done. Like, this he's, he's not going to go to... This is it. Uh-huh. I'll be going to the wedding. Uh -huh. It'll be interesting. <laughs> A lot of nitrous there. <laughs> I think you scared her off. You would... It was too... It was too... It, you're too much. It, you got your foot lit, lit on fire. Okay, you know what? what I mean? <laughs> Do you want to match make me? Maybe I should start dating Robin. That's what I was. Oh God, no. Robin. Robin couldn't handle you. <laughs> you don't think so? No, I no. think no. she. I I disagree. I think she's the perfect <laughs> yin to my yang. I think All the time, I'm sitting there laughing at your TV show. I'm. It's like I'm feeling guilty because you're not even laughing. Yeah, that's called <laughs> falling in love. Oh, I, I was know. envious. I just think there's a chemistry was, here that we're not not thinking about. I, I, I was envious of your Instagram post with her when <laughs> you were you naked. Were. You were yes, very. I you, was. Seemed, you seemed uh, upset for a second. I'll tell you why I'm upset, <laughs> and and this is the same reason I was upset when you went on stage um, at your birthday party and tucked your penis uh, behind you so you could pretend to be a woman. You have a big thick cock, <laughs> and so. You're not worried when you tuck your penis in on stage right. that it's going to slip out. You, In fact, you probably hope it does. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when you were in the picture with Emily Ratajkowski for Valentine's Day, yeah. and you're laying on the couch with your legs spread open and yeah. your cock out, and she's standing there naked, I went, son of a bitch, Eric can do shit like that. <laughs> he's got a big cock. There's nothing funny about this.
If you know what I mean. I'm, you, I was could, you, could, you could do it. Too. You and Beth could no, do that photo next no, next Valentine. No. Why not? <laughs> I kind of little cock. I, I don't. I don't want to. Nah, not, they got I'm all not, types of crazy pills now. You could get it. Why don't you get a cock implant? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Why not? Not fucking with it. No, nah, because my cock works with good. A big Shaquille O'Neal. Meanwhile, talking about I'm sure cock. your cock is fine. I think you're it's too okay. hard on your cock. You're a tall guy, so maybe it's a That's regular it. size cock, but did, because you're did, so tall, it you looks better small. be careful with your cock too, because I notice you use the funniest thing on the new show, the new season. What do you call it when those two people come running out and they're playing like tennis with their oh, oh penis and oh. sir wiener williams we yeah. got two male strippers to dress like venus and serena williams and play tennis with their cocks in and front get of jaleel this white. in front of jaleel white urkel it's like penis and what is it penis, penis and, and sir wiener williams <laughs> <laughs> and they came out and they started playing tennis with their cocks and jaleel white had no idea what was going on and he just saw these guys with two massive cocks just hitting the and they were pretty good they were volleying for, for a while you, you know why i think it's funnier now i didn't realize this i thought when you get a guy like jaleel white to be the guest on your show i thought jaleel white is like a fan of the show and no. you call him and he comes on the show no it's not that at all no we trick we dupe people into coming into that studio we tell them the bare minimum we have a lot of tricks some that i can't reveal to get them into that studio and they know nothing i mean if they if they recognize me and they've seen the show i can't help that but he knew nothing he definitely didn't know he was going to see two grown men play tennis with their cocks at the end of that interview <laughs> and if i remember right correct me because i loved it that was the one where you you're the host of the talk show of course and then you go around jerking off everything on yeah. the set. Yeah. You jerk off the coffee can, you Ugh. jerk off a bottle, you the jerk lamps. and everything Our is shooting a load. The, yes. the light. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and and so Jaleel White, when he's watching you sitting there jerking off the set. Yeah. He I mean he he has no clue what the fuck is no, going on. No, he doesn't he doesn't know what's going on. Was he pissed afterwards after he was uh, Sir Wiener? So um <laughs> he was he was in shock. He was in shock. I wouldn't say he was pissed. I think he was processing a tremendous amount of stimulus, information, and emotion. So have you ever wasted your time where you get a guest in there and you get them in there under false pretenses, but they know they're going to be on a TV show, so yeah. I guess you can use it. Which no, we is have like, them sign the release form first. We don't right. have them sign the release form afterwards. We have was them anybody, sign the release form. Was anybody... A, was anybody ever really pissed? Oh yeah, we had people walk out. We Lauren Conrad from uh, uh, the Hills. She walked out. I vomited on the desk during the interview. Then I slurped the vomit <laughs> back up, and she didn't take kindly to that. And then uh, uh, Ti, the rapper Ti, yeah. walked out because uh, there was a lot of full frontal male nudity as well. In this interview. <laughs> that didn't go over. And, huh? uh, yeah, the rappers from from the South don't uh, don't always want to see. Uh, yeah, I'd be afraid of in front of T.I. <laughs> yeah, he was upset. He was he was not. He was pissed. He also, he like, called? lurked around the hallway afterwards, like, mm. kind of, like, menacingly. <laughs> like, I was like, and I just be like, hey, thanks for coming on the show. And, like, zipping <laughs> in my dressing room, <laughs> like, closing the door. <laughs>
Yeah. Did anyone ever try to hit you afterwards? Or uh... people try to hit me in like street pranks, but not not celebrities on the the show. They they have much more money than I do, so I don't think they want to <laughs> they they don't want to punch punch me. Yeah, that's that's the it. thing. This is why I think you're as crazy as Johnny Knoxville. You mm. could give him a money, you know, run for his money. Mm. Some of the pranks you do on the street mm. are just fucking insane this year. Yeah. And you've said that the police have been called more times yeah. this year than any other year. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm just these are random things I've heard. One of the things you wanted to do was drive a car, stage it, driving a car into a parade of people <laughs> and see the reaction of people watching this. And I think I think even I think Adult Swim even put a stop to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was an early, that was like a season one prank I wrote. And I think like, oh, okay. as I got older, I, I realized that that that's um, a little too dangerous, maybe. Who wrote the bit where I think this is the funniest thing I've ever seen on TV, where you're blowing the invisible man <laughs> and then the invisible man, then you turn him, you, you turn him over and you're eating out his ass. Yes. In front yeah. of Damon John from Shark Tank. And he was. Yes. He was what uncomfortable. He, he was uncomfortable. He was, <laughs> he, he, he was, it was so funny. <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny. They lower well, that you know suit. What was it for me, what? he keeps saying no, yeah. no, yeah. but you do it. So what is the Invisible Man? Ma how is he making you do all that? Uh, you know what? It was a little narrative that me and the Invisible Man put together. And Damon John was witnessing it. And he was he was struggling. He was struggling a lot. We also, not even in the edit, I mean, we filmed the interviews for like an hour, and because my show's 11 minutes long, we can only show like two minutes of an hour-long interview. So we had like dildos popping out of my coffee cup, and we had a <laughs> pussy on the front of my desk, and I was like inseminating the pussy. Um, so a lot was a lot was coming at him that might have not, I don't even remember if it's in the edit or not. So he was, when by the end of it, he was, he was a little bit verklempt. When you when you were doing the bit where you're driving an Uber and then you start driving crazy, yeah. you have a real victim in there. Yeah. You, know, you have a real passenger in there. <laughs> yeah. And at one point, one guy looks like he's just going to fucking clobber you. Oh, yeah. He was going to punch yeah. me. Yeah. I, I mean, is there like a, a is there a way to get out of the car because you know someone could really pop you and really hurt you? Um, Not while it's driving. I, I, I didn't really think somebody would be that mad. And I was like, this guy's going to punch me. And I slowly came to a halt, and I think I hopped out, and, and I might have called it after that. But, you know, after Bad Trip, I mean, Bad Trip, Lil Rel and I got a knife pulled out on us. And, you know, I pranked Alex Jones at the Republican National Convention one year and for like a, a, a at a Bikers for Trump rally. And these all these like hard, like alt-right dudes were like <laughs> kind of pummeling me in this like mosh pit. So... Uh, it gets hairy sometimes. It gets a little hairy, but uh, is, like I said, Knoxville is, and Sasha Baron Cohen, they, they raise the bars so high. If you don't try to match them at least halfway, like the, the, the audience is, you know, check how'd out you a get, little bit. How'd you get to be friends with um, Sasha Baron Cohen? Like, uh, how'd that all come about? You know, it's a small world, the prank community. We all kind of know each other. We all kind of share the same writers and same crew. And I think he invited me um, to a test screening. Uh, uh, I think he reached out to me through Instagram and invited me to a test screening a while ago. And then, um, and then, yeah, we share a lot of mutual friends and writers that we have in common. And then we just became buds. Wow. He's the so best. Is it, 
Do you, do, you, do you guys get together? I mean, that must be a while. Yeah, time. I used to go play basketball over at, at his uh, house. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, Gee, yeah. I love that yeah, guy. Yeah, Gary Shandling used to have a basketball night, and he yeah. he donated it to uh, Sasha. And, you know, so it'd be like me and uh, Nathan Fielder and, and Sarah Silverman over there playing basketball. I'm horrible at basketball. He's actually pretty good at basketball. He's tall. He's, he's, he's might be as tall as you. He's He can <laughs> yeah. drive to the hoop. He's a pretty good basketball player. I was, no shit. I was piss poor. Yeah, I was the only I was the only black guy on the court, and I was the worst, most miserable basketball player. <laughs> uh, so, when you say the police show up, I want to understand how this works. <laughs> Wait for Knoxville or for the show? No, oh, for, for you. Show. Yeah, yeah, because to me, it seems to me like you're dangerously close, where cops might not know what's going on. Yeah, we had a rough one this year in New Jersey. We, we, we Is this the donut thing? Where I'm feeding the cop the donut with the cop's yeah. legend. Yeah. 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 That was rough. That was the first prank we shot this year. Explain <laughs> it to the audience what happened and how, why the police showed up. We, so the person we're pranking thinks they're doing graffiti removal. They were just in this like kind of like uh, abandoned parking lot and they're like rubbing graffiti off a wall, um, outside. And we hid this cop who was an actor. This like very bloody unconscious cop under this like Home Depot tarp. And then I walked up and I'm like, dude, check out this cop. And I rip off the tarp. I'm like, I'm like, dude, these kids beat him up. He was handing out traffic tickets and people got pissed at him. Isn't that hilarious? And the guy's like, holy shit, you got to call 911. What the fuck? I was like, nah, man, let's just feed him donuts and jack him off and get him back to hell. So I start feeding the cop donuts and like jerking the, <laughs> jerking the unconscious cop off and, and doing whippets on the show. And the, the guy we're breaking is like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like that cop's seriously injured. I was like, nah, if he ejaculates, he'll be back to health. And oh. so, while I'm like doing my shtick, the guy's calling 911, and then like 50 Newark cops show up in an instant because the guy's going, Officer down, officer down. We're on whatever the cross streets are. Officer down, officer down. And then they show up, and I'm jerking off this cop. That's like, but, and I just stopped jerking him off, and I just slowly walked with my hands up to the van where all my crew is hiding in, and I was like, uh, and the cops, right before, like, anything got hairy, my producers, everybody jumped out of the van and showed their cameras. And they were like, hey, we're doing a prank show. I, and man, I, did the cops not have uh, a shared sense of humor about that particular segment. Do they ever pull you in? Like, uh, I got arrested, yeah. Season one, I got arrested and I went to jail. No shit. What was that for? Uh, it was the stupidest prank ever. It's not even a good prank. I was at a town hall meeting in Rancho Cucamonga, California. And while the mayor was talking, I was like dressed like a frat boy. And I ran up to the podium and I was like, hey, guys, vote for me for class president. And I'll put beer in the water fountains, y'all. Woo! And there was like 20 sheriffs there. And they all descended on me, pulled me outside. And they were like, <laughs> how wasted are you? What drugs are you on? And I was like nailing the sobriety test, like saying the alphabet backwards and touching my nose. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T or whatever. And they go, what's your name? And I told them my name was John Coltrane. So they started looking <laughs> up John Coltrane <laughs> in their system. And then, and then I got uh, two charges, disturbing the peace and lying to a cop, which is called something like interrupting an investigation or something like that. And they took me like the big, crazy, scary jail. Like I spent a night in... Not even, not the little drunk tank, like the big gnarly, 
like San Bernardino County prison with a bunch of... Were you scared out of your mind? Out like, of oh. my mind. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. It smells like flesh in there. Everybody's taking a shit in front of each other in like the open air <laughs> toilet. Everybody Joke's looked, on you, son. Oh my God. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Everybody like looked like characters from Breaking Bad, like meth heads and like Oakland like, Raiders fans. Like, do you ever wish like you just did traditional stand-up comedy? Yeah. Like, like you ever, when you're in, sitting in jail, do you ever say like, maybe like, I'm, I, you know, because you're funny. I mean, you're fast. Like you right away you go, John Coltrane, that's my name. <laughs> you know, it's like you could be, yeah. you know, just like a, a traditional kind of stand-up guy yeah. and and then not go through all this hell. Do you ever say that to yourself? Yeah, but I don't think uh, I don't think I'd be where I am today if I didn't go a little extra mile. And, it's great. And put myself out there. There was yeah. one one bit I thought you were going to get killed where you walk into that open house. The realtor is selling a house, and you just are fucking in little tiny short shorts, and your balls are practically hanging out. And, going <laughs> and, you, and you're like skating through the guy's house and ruining it. I'm like, how the fuck is this guy? Hey, there's some great stuff. The lady with the giant bug in the office, and you're the exterminator. Oh, yeah. That's the fucking best one. great. That's really good. That's the best And that one. Chucky, that live Chucky doll, too. That oh, yeah. Me, you know, that was really good. Yeah. Really yeah. good. Thank you. Yeah, that was a perfect switcheroo. I had the real doll, then a little person as the doll. We distracted Karuchi, and then, like, they switched out before she noticed. It was perfect. Yeah, it's just so good. Yeah. I was laughing my ass off when you're the, um, you're the guy from the morgue, and you got all these dead bodies, and they're falling out onto the street. And then you pick one up, and you just say, fuck this, and you throw it into traffic, and a car runs it over. It's like... How the fuck did you come up with that one? Is that was that a prank of yours? I mean, what is that? Yeah, I mean, it's all. It starts with all my favorite writers in a writers' room, and then me and my writing partner Dan Curry kind of we cull through all the notes, and that one um, Jeff Tremaine helped write that specific one. He 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 co-directed this season. Him and and Kitao Sakurai, my uh, uh, other director, like. So we're all kind of, it's a collaborative effort. We're all kind of like bringing all our friends in to help us come up with stuff and tweaking it all the way into production. Even while we're shooting, we're tweaking. Is the editing the hard part? Because I imagine a lot yeah. of that shit you get on the street is pretty fucking funny. And I bet you throw away a lot of the funny stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, Especially that morgue bit. I could watch that all night. I mean, <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. I mean, you shoot like crazy for pranks because they fail all the time. Only like 90% of... Only like 10% of the stuff you shoot that airs is the cream of the crop. Like 90% of it goes in the trash. Like where you're the crazy morgue dude and yeah. you're, you know, you're, you're, all the bodies are dropping out. How many times do you think you ran that prank before you got something good? That prank, we might have gotten lucky. I think we only ran that prank a couple times um, to get that reaction. But um, sometimes it takes... Uh, all day, multiple days to just get one two minute prank the right way. Yeah, you fail. That's a lot of trial and error. I think I asked you this before, but like the opening of the show, when you hurl yourself through the, you know, through that sign. Yeah. That says the Eric Andre show, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. It, are, is that you physically going through the sign or do you have a stuntman that comes in at the last minute and jumps through? Uh, I. Almost always do it. One year I got a concussion really bad and the doctor like didn't let me right. do it. Um, but uh, for the most part, it's me. For, for the past wow. 10 years, I've been chucking my body all over that set, all through oh. the furniture. 
I used to not do it with a stunt coordinator. I used to not do it with any pads. I used to not do it with any catcher. I would just go right in the concrete every time. And, and then like three seasons into the show, one of the producers went, Oh, why don't you wear pads and get a stunt coordinator so you know how to fall the right way? And I was like, Oh, a stunt coordinator. What's that? Never <laughs> like, occurred that you. teaches uh, that to, to, to how to do the stunt right so you don't get hurt. And I'm like, you know, Oh, that's a brilliant idea. Are you getting banged up pretty? I mean, are you like able to walk okay, or do you get aches and pains? Yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Knoxville, did Knoxville ever tell you he sticks a catheter up his penis? Oh like yeah, he broke his urethra. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I mean, cr- he's he's fucking he's hardcore, man. He's I know crazy. what he's, he's got when sixteen you, concussions. Like I've I've got like one concussion. <laughs> I like I like when you go. He's crazy when. When Eric Andre's telling you you're crazy, you're fucking crazy. Because I think you're crazy. I really, truly do. I, I, and and, and uh, by the way, uh, tell me if this is true. I understand one of your guests this season that you somehow finagled into coming into your studio is John Hamm, the actor. Yes. And he's going to appear. And he told, he complimented you. He said, you have a really big cock. And he's got like the biggest cock. Oh, uh, yeah. He saw my cock right away. I had this terror waist suit. That was like, it's kind of like sewn into these wires. So he came out, ladies and gentlemen, John Hamm, he entered as he's walking over to me. I got up and all these stage hands backstage, boom, ripped off my clothes. I was butt naked. So he saw the full, he saw the full Monty. He really, he, he saw it all. And, and he's, he he's well, he's well endowed. Right. Him and Idris and, Elba. If, if John Hamm or Idris Elba tell you, you got a nice cock. That's a good. That's a good day. <laughs> How many inches are you, honestly? I don't Correct. know. I never. I never you, measured. Oh, you've never. Well, measured? I grew up with the metric system, and I measured it in. I measured in centimeters, so I feel oh, bigger. I, I don't know what that. I can't, <laughs> I can't handle that. But you must have a lot of centimeters. On a, on a, and and John Ham. I mean, I don't know what you did to him, but he must have been like, "Whoa, this is fucking nuts!" And this is a guy who's like an A list guy, right? Yeah, he um he was great, man. We had uh. I'm trying to think besides showing him my cock, what I did. Oh, we had a, um, a, a magic act trick where I put a woman in the desk and I went to saw her in half, but then I just like actually sawed her in half and all this blood was spraying everywhere. Oh, wow. <laughs> she was wow. screaming. Yeah. 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 And afterwards he, like he had no idea he was going to be on your show and he was like, cool with it. He was like, Hey, that was pretty fun. Yeah. He's like the most confident man in the world. When you, when you have John Ham's cock, you're the most confident. And I'm, yeah. he's the most handsome. That's one handsome guy. He looks like yeah. Woody from Toy Story. That jaw. Yeah. I wish I, I had that jaw. I have a weak chin. I can't imagine what it's like to have that big a cock and to be that good looking. Nah. Like, you should, God shouldn't give you every. Okay, I don't mind. God, God shouldn't give you everything. You, no offense. I'm not calling you ugly, but um, you know, <laughs> God shouldn't give. God gave you a big cock. Fine, you got enough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> John Ham gets the big cock in the face too. It's to go not with fair. It. It's not, not fair. fair. Total bullshit. I know. Total bullshit. I agree. Yeah. Hey, on a serious note, um, you know, it's hard to be serious with you sometimes because you're so, you know, I I think you're so funny. But so you're you're involved in a lawsuit. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And so you were at the airport and you got searched and you're the the basis of the lawsuit. I probably have this all wrong. You'll explain it. But the basis of the lawsuit is these guys searched you. Because you're black. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what, what happened exactly? And what, it was what the biggest down? bullshit. So I, I, 
I'm filming Righteous Gemstones with Danny McBride in, in South Carolina. And I have a connecting flight. I got to connect through Atlanta to go back to L.A. And then I'm in the Delta Lounge, whatever, waiting for my flight. I go into the little jet bridge, and these two plainclothes cops that I didn't know were cops just, like, ambush me as I'm, like, walking to the on that little awkward, claustrophobic, narrow, narrow uh, jet bridge to the plane. And they're like, hey, we have reason to believe that there's drugs being transported through this airport. Are you carrying drugs? Do you have marijuana on you? Do you have pills on you that aren't prescribed to you? Do you have heroin? Do you have cocaine? Like drilling me. It's basically stop and frisk. And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. And then the, and then they're like, do we have permission to search you? And I go, do I have to say yes? And the guy was like, God, no. And, uh, and then I was like, that was really strange. And I got on the plane. I started texting a couple of friends of mine that are lawyers. They were like, that is bullshit. You should like tweet to the mayor of Atlanta or something. Cause I'm in Atlanta. I started tweeting to the mayor of Atlanta, tweeting to the mayor, uh, tweeting to the, uh, Atlanta PD. They're like, that's not us. That's not us. Turns out it's like the neighboring county, Clayton County. And they were doing this whole racial profiling, uh, procedure where they would, stop like the majority of the people they stopped were black and brown people uh and they would shake them down for money they would go do you have any drugs on you and if they did find drugs they'd be like we, we can either take you to jail right now or give wow. us all the cash you have on it on you oh. so they were just shaking black people down for cash if they found like a vape pen or like one little nug of weed on them they'd be like give me all the cash you have on you and they were they were raking in Tons of money by doing so. Is this like a, a suit that you're in with a bunch of people who were all profiled? Or yeah, so I found so other people started coming out of the woodworks, and another buddy of mine, Clayton English, who's a comedian, black comedian, he he said the exact same thing happened to him, but he hmm. said yes, and they searched through every nook and cranny of his bag on the jet bridge in front of everybody, and it's like humiliating, and uh, yeah, and it turned out they've been doing this for a while, and they've been just like. So uh, when is this case going to happen? When are you, when are you going to I don't know. Court? I mean, it, yeah. it, th these things move slowly. So, um, And what's their defense? They're saying, I'm sure, hey, we didn't do this. We, yeah, we searched people, but we didn't ask them for money and uh, that kind of Yeah, thing. exactly. Oh, no, it's right. it's a random search. There's no racial profiling. But if it was a random search, the, the stats, I wish I had the stats memorized. The stats were something insane, like only 10 or 11%. I don't have the stats right, so maybe I don't want to say right. it, But it was... Something really low. The amount of people that fly, people of color that fly, was like down by 10 or 11%. And the amount of people they were pulling over was like 50, 60, 70, 80% people <laughs> of color. It like didn't match up at all if it was an actual random search. I, 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 I want to look up the stats and, and put them out on my social media to get them exactly right. I don't want to. When I was them. reading about this, I said, Eric's got to go into court and do the rip away suit bit where you walk in and you just. <laughs> You're naked in front of the judge. I mean, just you gotta, you gotta do something. <laughs> I might lose the case if that's the if that's the strategy, but I could try. Yeah, well, yeah it's worth losing. At least when you're going through the airport, you should have the rip away suit. So hey, go ahead. Yeah, yeah distract yeah. them. Don't worry, don't worry, officer. My clothes come right off. Or just when they're when they put you up on the stand, go up there and blow the invisible man again. Do that too. <laughs> just make a mockery of the whole case. Uh, hey, so I was thinking about you. Yeah, and I get but the, all the guys that work on the show go. Eric's out of his fucking mind. 
Let's give him a question. What would you be willing to do as a prank? Okay. I want to see where you draw the line. Sure. We did make a list. All right. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Would you drink your own cum? Ooh, I've drank my own hot piss before during an interview. Cum? What? <laughs> what do you mean? Hold it. Don't just move away from that. During an interview. Yeah. Was it a job interview? No, no. During, <laughs> yeah. during the Eric Andre show. Uh, right. Yeah. What was the guy's name? Ch he had a really Norm name. It was like Chad Smith. Yeah. He was a reality show guy, like a hunch, hunky bachelor type of guy. And I just got completely naked in front of him, pissed in my coffee mug, and chugged the whole thing oh. off my own hot piss. Oh, my God. But cum, Talk is, about cum is viscous. Cum is a little bit boogery. Um, mm. uh, also, when I when I um, urinate, I feel like relief. When I cum, I feel uh, embarrassment afterwards. So I'm in a different... <laughs> shame. Uh, yeah, shame and embarrassment yeah, yeah. after I cum. I'm in a different <sighs> mental space. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe in the heat of the moment. Depends on who I'm interviewing. <laughs> when you're in therapy... Yeah. <laughs> it must be really interesting because, like... Do you are you like like do you have any clue as to why you would go as far as drinking your own piss? Like, do you think that it has something to do with like? Here's my theory. And again, I free, I know you've we've talked about your background and stuff. I know you were your mom was uh, Jewish, right? White yep. Jewish woman, and your dad yep. was a black man. Yeah, and he was from Haiti, I believe. If I got it, my dad's from Haiti. Yeah, he was from yeah, Haiti. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they divorced, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's like, I want to be seen so bad, like, like your parents didn't know you and didn't really hear you and you felt invisible and you just wanted to be loved maybe, and, and maybe. maybe, what do you think? No, I hate to get too heavy. But. No, 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 no. I, I don't mind getting heavy. I think like you can't pathologize. That's the word, right? You can't pathologize everything. I think like in the heat of the moment on my show. Yeah. I want to be shocking. Right. Understood I want, by me. Yes. I want to be, um, uh, I want to do something that no one else would do. I want to do something that would stand out that no one would ever experience during an interview. Um, does it come from, don't you think you have a, you really want to be loved? Honestly? Yes. But, but I would yeah. say everyone wants to be loved. I'd say everyone has their, um, Everyone has trauma, big or small, from their childhood. Um, everyone wants to be loved. Um, do I drink my own pee during an interview because I want to be loved? Yeah, maybe. Yep. <laughs> maybe. I think so. Probably. Like, <laughs> like I know I've gone into like, like I go, geez, I went on MTV and showed my ass cheeks. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like, like, and they're not attractive and all that. But I think at the end of the day, I just really wanted people yeah. to, I have such a bad self-image inside. Yeah. I just feel yeah. like this a horrible fucking, I don't know, someone who doesn't deserve to be loved at the end of the day. Yeah. I feel that. Right. It's painful. Yeah, I, I think it's that. I think it's that. I think it's wanting to be understood as well. It's not just yeah. wanting to be loved. I think it's wanting to be understood. I feel like you and I have um, specific point of views and didn't feel understood or accepted growing up. Um, uh, I didn't. I felt out of place. I grew up in Boca Raton, Florida, where only elderly 
Jewish people from Long Island and New Jersey go to retire. I grew up around right. just geriatrics and octogenarians. A strange place for a kid to grow up. So I yeah. felt very out of place. It's also very kind of boring and homogenized. It's just public supermarkets and Walgreens everywhere. It's just people getting their groceries and getting their medicines. Very boring and bland. There's not a tremendous amount of culture. Um, so to be like a half black Jewish kid growing up in like this weird, it's almost a fake town. There's something artificial about Boca. There's no history to it. It's just retirement communities. Yeah, I know what you mean. I drove through it yeah. the other day. And, yeah. uh, and it, I know what you mean. But, so, but do you think, do you think like, were you bullied? Oh, like, yeah, of course. I went to yeah. public school in Florida. <laughs> I was always right. bullied. And I was a nerd. You know, I always got straight A's. I was in the gifted program. I was in the international baccalaureate program. So right. I, I wasn't athletic or cool. I was very nerdy. I looked like Steve Urkel for the first 20 years of my life. Yeah, but so, you played, uh, you played bass and I, like you were good enough to get into, uh, you know, a prestigious school. Yeah, but Berkeley. playing cello and tuba and bass wasn't like that cool for like jocks in florida so i so felt i felt out of place and misunderstood and uh f- frustrated i think that's where that comes from so like when you were in school yeah and you walked at, you know those um fire boxes the enclosed case that keeps the big holes. oh yeah you walked right up to it smashed your head right through it yeah for a laugh yeah but i mean you're also fucking putting your head through glass <laughs> Well, I thought, I forgot that those things break. Those yeah. little like fire hose break in case of emergency things. I thought it was just going to make a loud sound. So it wasn't totally my intention. But my friend Brooke was walking into the English building nine in the morning. And I went, Brooke, check this out. Boom. And I bashed my head through. It sliced open my forehead. And I leaned back. And then it sliced open the palms of my hand. Wow. And then in the moment, I didn't want to ruin the joke, so I just turned to her and I went, stigmata, and blood started pouring <laughs> out of me. Uh, and there was a trail of blood all the way from the English building to the physics building. And I remember my physics teacher was like, you got to get out. Of, you got to go to the hospital, man. Get out of here. <laughs> did you ever tell that story to your psychiatrist? Uh, no, I don't think I've told that one. They, they know. They know. They know most of the deal. but Because they would say, you know. You really wanted to hurt yourself, like you, you know. Yeah, I would never like really. I wasn't like a cutter or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But did uh, you did did you get laid in high school, or were you? Completely- I lost my virginity to high school, but I wasn't uh, John Ham. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Uh, right. I was like, I was no smooth Don Juan Casanova. Yeah, yeah in yeah. high school and college, and then college, I went to a jazz school, which means it's ninety five percent men. That's a real <laughs> good choice. It was 95% yeah. men. There was <laughs> like right. three women there. <laughs> so like college, it was like, if any of us got laid, we'd be like, I got laid. It was like our once a year, <laughs> like, yeah, we got fucking laid. I can't believe it. I can't believe you with, with your ability to play instruments and stuff. You didn't get into a rock band. I know you had a band. I was in some rock bands, but they weren't, we weren't good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't good. We weren't attractive. You still play? Can you still like I play really? A little bit. I got an upright bass, and I play it a little bit. I pluck. I, I slap at the bass a little bit, but not you, not at the level did, I was at at college. Did word get back to you when Lizzo was on? She had wonderful things to say about you. I, I love didn't realize. Her. Yeah. Now, I, I asked her about it. 
And uh, I remember when she was on your TV show yeah. before Lizzo was a big name. Yeah. Like, you befriended her. How did you meet Lizzo? She met through my director. Kitao was friends with her. Um, and I was just always hanging out with her at Kitao's house. We would just be, like, cooking food and shooting the shit. And then, like, we just looked up one day, and she's, like, an international superstar. Now she's, like, an icon. She plays, like, soccer stadiums in South Africa. So, and, but so, it was like oh, it was really overnight. It was bizarre. It, it's so not bizarre. Lizzo, it's incredible. She's incredibly talented. Yeah, but like, so Lizzo was a friend. Like yeah. not, not not the Lizzo we know now. She was just a woman. You know who? Did you even know she was into music? I mean, they no, must I knew she was that. doing music. I knew she was doing music, yeah. but like, uh, it, it hadn't. It, it didn't break for her yet. And then and then it was just like she did the BT Awards, and she's just so talented and charismatic and unique and she could play the flute like at yeah. this like virtuoso level like multi-talented that she and she just blew up from there and i, I saw her at the, the forum uh, a few months ago and she was did you incredible. ever jam with her back in the day no like, no i don't no? really i haven't jammed since i was like 19 really i, I put yeah Jeez. when I, I retired from music school and graduated on the i retired from music and graduated from music school on the same day pretty much I will never understand if you're that, you know, you're obviously very gifted as a musician, like to just give that up. Like, it's weird. Maybe it came too easy to you. Like, no, it was just there was no there's no future in jazz music. It's like learning Sanskrit. It's like so, it's so, like a dead but, language. So, so, so play rock or some yeah, other. Yeah, but I wasn't I, I, I wasn't too much into like pop. And I um I couldn't compete at that level. You have to yeah. be like Lizzo level talented. I was a hobbyist uh, you know like I, I i didn't have that in me she so you, you really have to shine like a star and you have to be a multi-hyphenate you know to be at that level i don't know like like you know what was really shocking i said to lizzo you must be a huge fan of jethro tull ian anderson played flute yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. in a rock band and she she had no idea yeah, what she goes who the fuck are you talking about <laughs> i turned around to bore and uh, she was like whoa this is really good it was crazy. I'm like, how do you not know that? Because yeah, she's like 29 yeah. years old. Exactly. Yeah. That's how it works. And and you know what? You know, sometimes I feel like I'm losing you to Hollywood because I saw you were at. There's a couple of things I saw on your Instagram. You went to Billie Eilish's 21st birthday yeah. party yeah. last year. Yeah. And uh, what was that like? Was that uh, She's weird? awesome. And she's so yeah. confident. She's like 20 years old and she has more confidence than any adult I've ever met. She just exudes confidence. It's crazy. She's very. How'd sweet you end up there, her. though? How do you get to Hobnob? I don't know. I think some a friend of a friend invited me, and and wow. I found out she was a fan, and and, and her brother's a fan, and I, I just keep nice running into them. And you'll never lose Jeez. me to Hollywood. By the way, I'm trying. I, I hung out about with you. Uh, Ed Sheeran last night yeah. at a dinner. He said you got a bowling alley at your house. I was like, I've never been <laughs> invited over that bowling alley. I don't have a bowling alley at my house. I don't know what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, he said he went to your house. He had a bowling alley. I don't have a bowling alley. Wait, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he pulled that I out never saw it. I never saw it. I never, he he must said, be he's like, oh yeah, I'm partying <laughs> at Howard's house. We're bowling. He came over one night. We hung. We hung. I gotta, nice. I gotta get that. I gotta get, I gotta get that invite. I gotta get I'm too afraid out. of you lighting me on fire. No, no, man. no. I'm a softie. Um, what I'm about... What about that? I saw that that thing with Madonna where you're like that was total coincidence. Amy Schumer, who I've been friends with since we were broke, twenty years we've been friends. She invited me over to uh, Guy O'Siri's house, and then out of nowhere we're eating dinner, 
And he goes, you want to go next door and play Truth or Dare with Madonna? And we were all like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that'd be amazing. And then they were like filming it. We're like, oh, you guys want content. All right. And then, but it was like, it was Madonna. So we couldn't say no. And then, uh, but she was going for it. I mean, she had oh, people, yeah. she had people, she was French, she French kissed Jack Black. I was freaking out. She was making people drink their pee and stuff. It was yeah. crazy. <laughs> it was insane. Uh, well, man, that's awesome. I, you know, listen, uh, you're hobnobbing. You're becoming very, very big now. You're no. hanging with Madonna, Billie Eilish. Uh, I mean, uh, Ed Sheeran. That was kind of nuts. How did that... I saw that thing where you guys like play golf on the street, like you, you, you hit a box oh, with a garbage oh, pan yeah. can. With that a golf was completely club. random too. Yeah, uh, jeez. My my good good friend Benny Blanco and and Ed make music together, so they're always partying. Whenever Benny's in New York, you know, we end up partying with Ed and and uh, fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, the new season is great. I love that new sidekick you got, Felipe. Yeah, I he's like the best. that guy. I Very love funny. him. Felipe Esparza. He's brilliant. I like the new character, Fridge Keeper. Oh, thank of, you. Fridge Keeper that, shout out. Thank you. Fridge Keeper shout out. I really like him. Fridge Keeper is, uh, remember the old horror show? The, the, Tales uh, of the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. They had the Crypt Keeper. Eric's got the Fridge Keeper. And uh, he's a, a, a skeleton that hides in a refrigerator. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, what the hell's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. we had a cold episode. We wanted to do like a specialty episode. And instead of doing a Christmas episode or a Halloween episode, we're like, let's just do a cold episode where everything's cold, whatever. All right. I haven't even, I asked you one, I realized, would you do this prank? We were in the middle of it. Oh, yes. Let me do this quick because I don't want to keep you all morning. But, no, it's okay. All right. So you, would, you wouldn't drink your own cum, but you've drinking your own piss. Yeah. Would you get ass implants? Uh, As a bit. I don't know. I don't good think one, so. right? It'd be good though. It'd be good. I already have a pretty juicy ass. I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that. Yeah, but it'd and, be so uh, funny if you have big. It would be ass funny, but I, the infection might not be so funny. All the right. blood infection. <laughs> would you try sneaking across the United States Mexican border wearing a gigantic sombrero as a bit? <laughs> Sure, why not? You like it? Yeah. Oh, look, why not? I just saw your eyes light up. I think you're gonna do it. You can, by the way, you can have any one of these. Oh, thank you. I got right. you in my writer's room. Would you dip your balls in fire ants? Oof, that's nuts. I think that's like Steve-O's jurisdiction. Right. Uh uh, depending on what it was for, yeah. Like if they made wow. another Jackass movie, I, you would I, do it. I would muster up the courage to do it. Wow. I can't do it as well as those guys, but uh, I would. I think if I was there, I would have to. You hate getting taser. Johnny Knoxville keeps tasering you on that new show. Yeah, but tasering's rough. For your own show, would you take a taser to your penis? No, I took a taser to my neck and quit a show. So I, right. I would say that a taser to the penis is the only thing worse than the neck. Would you eat regurgitated Steve, uh, stovetop, stu stovetop stuffing? Yeah, you would do that. So who, who vomited? If, if I vomited it, sure. If somebody else vomited it, it would depend no. on who vomited. Emily Ratajkowski. Yeah, no, but Billie Eilish vomits <laughs> Billie Eilish. <laughs> Would you drink a glass of horse cum? Oh, nah, cum is rough. Cum is rough. It's too sticky. It doesn't go down so easy. Would you jerk off a maybe, donkey? Right, maybe. Would you I'd jerk, jerk off, off a donkey? I drink donkey cum. Oh, you would? Okay. Donkey cum I drink. Okay, here's a good one. Yeah. Would you let a guy finger your asshole? And, uh, would No. 
Would, would you let a guy finger your asshole while skydiving? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't so skydive. <laughs> uh, I don't, is it the proctologist or is it? I no, mean, it's it just a, a random dude. A random dude. A random fingering dude. You. If he's got lube, I consider it. But yeah, might, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, I mean, it well, is funny. You know those formations when they jump out of the plane and then they come together. <laughs> that would yeah. be yeah. a finger in the asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and if you get away from, if you skydive away from him, then then you're then you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Would you? Okay, this is serious. I hope the answer is no to this, or else I'm going to have you committed. Would you play Russian roulette? <laughs> no, just in general, like deer hunter style. Right. No, I mean, what's a bit for? Uh, well, for it's, ABC. It's, for, for Eric Andre's show? Yeah, yeah. maybe. No, that's <laughs> yeah, no. No, 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 no. All right, here's that the last one. Here's a good one. And yeah. I think you might actually, I think you would do this. I mean, actually take the bit and you can have it. Would you stage an abortion on the streets of Texas? <laughs> Yes. Uh, yes. Why not? Oh my! Can God. I see that the next season on the Eric Andre show? Oh, It'd that's so hardcore, man. Yeah, yeah, I guess I have to now. You now you have to there. do it. Yeah. It's weird. I was talking to a guy who went to um, Fist Fest or something, and he takes like twenty <laughs> loads in his ass. And, and and I'm talking to him this morning, and one of the things they do there now is they get these little um, baby. Like their fetuses, he said. Yeah, like little fetus, like not puppets, but little fetus dolls, and they stick them up their ass, and then sh like push them out so they can experience <laughs> childbirth. Wow! <laughs> Would you do that for your show? Yeah, anal birth, sure. I mean, yeah. solidarity. <laughs> Why not? Uh, well, I'm skydiving into Texas, no less. Would you wear an I love 911 shirt to an airport? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, hope not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you would. I don't want to get on a no fly. I got enough problems at the airport. Would you go to Russia wearing a fuck Putin t-shirt? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. I wouldn't go to Russia wearing a regular t-shirt, let alone. <laughs> would you take a crap in a toilet at a Home Depot? Yes, that's a class. Yeah, you would do Donald that, Glover, that, I think, did that. Childish Gambino, I believe, did that. His friend. You mean that. one that's just on display at home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's not attached. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You would do that. Yeah, yeah. Would yeah, you? Yeah, would you? Would you box Mike Tyson oh, for a stunt? No, no, no way. No right? Way. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. What am I? Nuts? Would you fight a puma? A puma? No, uh, I don't like no. the animals. Animals right. are not. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah I don't like. Let's stick. Right. Let's stick to anal birth and and <laughs> anal birth would be that'd be good for you. I'm telling let's you. Let's stick to you, the classics. That'd be I think good that, on the streets of Texas. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think you would go to next level if you get birth. Or you practice an abortion in Texas, or maybe an anal abortion in Texas. That's what about going? What What about dressing uh, up in drag in Saudi Arabia as a stunt? Uh, I would love to see that. However, I don't want to be beheaded by a uh, <laughs> diplomat yeah. out there. You're such a pussy. I no know. wonder Johnny Knoxville is having trouble. With I know. You. I'm getting soft right. in my old age. Well, anyway, you're up to some very funny things. A new season. Thank you, sir. By the way, I just wrote the new season of your show. And you can say thank you to me later. Eric Andre, <laughs> season six of the Eric Andre show. Right. It's funny. Debuts June 4th on Adult Swim. You can always hear Eric on Sirius XM's Netflix is a joke radio. Did you know that? I you're did on not know too? that. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. You're, Good to know. you're really, no wonder you're with Billie Eilish. What could I? <laughs>
Who's on your radar next? What celebrity will you date next? You've had Michelle Obama is what really? I Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think if I can date Michelle, if I can get her to break up with Barack, then maybe people will start thinking I'm attractive. Serious question, Eric. Do you think you could be married one day with a family? Or is it I think so. Now? I think it's time. I think it's time. Really? Yeah. You're getting the urge. I'm getting Look the at itch. You. Maybe get- kids. Maybe. Kids is a big responsibility. Are you up to that? I think so. Can you still do this and be a dad? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Are you in love now? I am. You are? Yeah. Well, congratulations. That's fabulous. When did this happen? I'm I'm dating Megan Merkel. I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. Is her husband pissed? <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know, and we're going to keep it that way. No, um, no vi- I'm, 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 I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out with so somebody. So you're in love with someone? I'm hanging. I'm, I'm getting to know somebody. Are you in love with someone? Howard. So you're not? <laughs> I'm not saying oh either way. I just started getting to know somebody. When, how long have you been in this relation? When you say getting to know someone. I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out with... Uh, Nice I know girl. who it is, by the way. I've already got <laughs> you word. You don't know. You don't. Oh, know. I do. She's not. She's. Not, I'll say her know. name. I'm going to say it. I don't know. care what you say. Here it is for my audience. It's Hoda Kotb. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. I knew it. We're keeping I it a secret. Know. By the way, we were waiting till next Valentine's Day. You dressed up on Halloween as Hoda Kotb. I yeah. thought it was fantastic. Oh, thank you. She liked it so too. You're, so you're you're in love. I, I, I'm I in love. Don't. I, I, you know why I like hearing that? Because yeah. I feel like you have such a wild existence. Yeah. The fact that you could open up your heart and be loving and, and, and be in a good relationship, I think it'll be good for you. Yeah, you got to. You got to have that. A, a woman in your life he brings you balance. Your life is out of balance without without that in your life. But is it dangerous for a guy like you who's you know very popular and famous <laughs> because you can get a lot of different women? Is it hard to stay with one woman? Can you? Do you think you could focus yourself? Is 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 monogamy and long term sexual exclusivity a challenge for yeah. human beings? Uh, it's 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 challenging. It's challenging. It comes sure. with challenges. <laughs> and I'm going to say this. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why it's an extra hard challenge for you. Yeah. After you date someone publicly, like Emily Ratajkowski, and you go to a basketball game with her and all that stuff, yeah. and you're naked with her in this photo, that signals to other women that you have a scent on you, that you're the guy to get. I know because I was in college, and I used to hang out with this hot chick. She wasn't doing me, but people thought she right. was doing me. And you should have seen for a while. I got some girls in college that were like really interested in me. And then when they and, and then they dumped me as soon as they found out that 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 girl wasn't my girlfriend. I was stupid. I go, she go, were you dating her? And I go, no, 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 she's my friend. Like, Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> you thought like she was co-signing you or something. <laughs> am I am I wrong, Eric? Though when I say after that became big news. Do you find now when you walk in the room, a different level of woman now looks at you? I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. The answer is yes. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't I know. I don't know, man. I don't know what you're saying. Look at Pete Davidson. <laughs> Pete's doing very well. No kidding. Yeah, well, so, he's on a tear. On a te- you know Pete? I met him once. He was lovely. I met him at uh, the Gotham Comedy Club like a while ago, before he was blowing up, like uh, almost 10 years ago. And he, he was a total sweetheart. Um, I'm surprised we haven't crossed paths more often. I know you tried to get on Saturday Night Live at one point in your career, many years ago, right? Yeah, I submitted some shitty tapes to SNL. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah, oh, shitty happy yeah, characters. I'm going to send you some shitty tapes and let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good strategy. Don't send the good ones. Yeah, I'd send yeah. the shitty impressions, shitty characters, never get the call. But Still you know waiting. what? In a way, what you always say is true. For you... Those Saturday Night Live sketches go on a little too long. You, that's why your show is appealing, you know, to you because you take a sketch and then chop it way down. Yeah, and the sketch is essentially only one joke, so you just want to set it up, hit the premise, and get out while they're still laughing. I think it's uh, yeah. Plus, I, I I'll just, leave you. My, my show's eleven minutes long, so what else can I do? I'll leave you with this thought. Yes, on your next season. Yes, of the Eric Andre Show. Have on Pete Davidson and do a sword fight with him with your big cock. <laughs> the two of you just go at it. Like two gladiators. Like Darth Vader. In a way, what you always say is true. For you, those Saturday Night Live sketches go on a little too long. You, that's why your show is appealing, you know, to you because you take a sketch and then chop it way down. Yeah. And the sketch is essentially only one joke. So you just want to set it up. Hit the premise and get out while they're still laughing. I think it's, uh, yeah. Plus, I, I just, leave you. My, my show's 11 minutes long, so what else can I do? I'll leave you with this thought. Yes. On your next season yes. of the Eric Andre Show, have on Pete Davidson and do a sword fight with him with your big <laughs> cock. The two of you just go at it. Like two gladiators. Like Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker yeah. with the lightsaber. Yeah. When you were a kid, did you ever have a sword fight with another uh, With my kid? cock? Like, yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's too bad you would have won. All right, listen, yeah. Eric, Still always time. a delight. Howard, thank Season you. six of the Eric Andre Show debuts June 4th on Adult Swim. I'm yeah. telling you, it's a good one. Here, Eric, on Sirius XM's Netflix is a Joke Radio, Channel 93, and who knew? Eric uh, teamed up with Johnny Knoxville, Gabourey Sidibe, and Jimmy Kimmel. And they got something called the Prank Panel premiering next week on ABC. Sounds like uh, it's awesome. Eric's almost death sentence as he gets tortured <laughs> by Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> it sounds crazy. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that, I guess. I mean, I just want to watch you get tortured. In fact, I don't care about the rest of the show, <laughs> quite frankly. Who cares if these people get their pranks on your panel? <laughs> Two fucks. <laughs> Sounds nutty. But, uh, all right, listen, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Eric, thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks so much. Right. Thank you, Good Robin. To see you. Good to see you. Love you guys. Thank you. A wonderful Eric Andre who fucking brought prostate karaoke to our show, which I'm eternally yes. grateful for. <laughs> so fucking great. <laughs> it's so good. I played that the other day. I love that. Seal Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> I have a clip of that. Where the, oh, I fucking. Oh, I don't think I have it. Shit. Hey, somebody put that up real quick. Let's play that. This is Eric getting an anal exam while Kiss from while he had to sing Kiss from a Rose. One of my favorite moments. There used to be a great tower alone 
Prostate karaoke. That's a guy you should have gone out with. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, That's yes, way yes. too crazy for me. And too much? I don't know. Yeah, I like way you too crazy. I would have No, because, I mean, he's going to come home from that party, and he's uh, got the nitrous oxide. <laughs> and, You're not up uh, for that? whatever the hell else he drank and smoked that night, I can't deal with that. Yeah, by the way, in case you weren't with us early in the morning, if, if you listen to the replay... <laughs> Uh, JD and Blit went to, uh, Eric's 40th birthday party celebration. <laughs> you gotta listen to the tape of it. It's pretty fucking insane. Uh, I do want to mention something before we leave, Robin, that I'm ex especially excited about. I want to applaud our video team. Uh, because you're a serious subscriber, there's a video special up on the app, the Stern Show Storytellers SNL Auditions. And I'm just telling you, it is so good. Uh, I watched it and I could not stop watching it. And what it is, is it features all my conversations with 25 former Saturday Night Live cast members ah. about how they got discovered. But it's rapid fire, very much like Eric Andre style. The celebrity impressions they did in their audition, meeting with Lorne Michaels. I am always fascinated by stuff like that. And now it's on the Howard Stern section of the Sirius XM app. And I recommend it highly. Uh, also on Howard 101 this weekend on Sunday brunch, we showcase our three stooges special hosted by Tom Bergeron, uh, cast members interviewed Fred Armisen, Dan Aykroyd, Jim Brewer, Dana Carvey, Pete Davidson, Jimmy Fallon, Tina Fey, Gilbert Gottfried, Bill Hader. Oh, this is for the, um, this is the, uh, other thing guys. This is for the uh, SNL thing. Oh, never mind. What? They're making me a shake it up. Okay. All right. I don't know but, what you know. I'm it's funny about. that you know you're doing that because last night I was watching Barry, that's the yeah. Bill Hader show, and I was thinking about your interview with him for you know when he was here about some of his great characters in Saturday Night Live. Yeah, so that's yeah, great. you'll enjoy it. I recommend it highly. What does Ralphie Boy want? What do you want, Ralph? I gotta go. Hey, getting back to the guy this morning, you know, who's putting the fetus up his ass. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm just, I can't get it off my mind, so I looked it up on Amazon to see if they have them. Of course they do. They're huge. They're like 10 inches. It's got an umbilical cord. It's just. The guys, the guys who go to Fist Fest, Ralph, can put anything up their ass. They've had, they've had an entire arm up there, you know, a couple of people's hands and arms up there, and they, these yeah, guys. How, how do you fit that? I mean, the thing is like gotta, 10 inches. You got to be a like, pro. You got to be a pro. <laughs> Yeah, you don't do that the first time. Uh -oh. <laughs> Nobody said you work your way into it. You know, you're a horrible man, Ralph. No one says uh, childbirth is easy, and you got to suffer for it. I mean, I think it's insane. Uh, by the way, speaking of insane, here's a guy. Here's a guy. Quiet down. Here's a guy named Gucci Berry. We talked to him before. Real quick, Gucci Berry. I know you've been on all morning. This is the guy. How you doing, Howard? This is the guy who goes on the internet and like. Injures his, like, he shoots himself in the balls with stuff. Tell everybody what you just did. Well, I uh, just took a compound bow and uh, taped a spigot handle from an uh, outside faucet and shot myself in the nuts with it for a swing to the sack Sunday. Yeah, he took a bow and arrow, but instead of the arrow, he 
he built like a metallic arrow and shot himself in the balls with it. Wow. And uh, did you did you hurt yourself? Nah, it, it, there's, I've done it so many times, it's like a leather bag down there. Yeah. And, uh, uh, he's he, grown he, a callus. <laughs> how do people find that video? On, on Gucci Berry, what? What is your uh, tag? I'm Gucci Berry. I'm Gucci Berry. All right. Why Gucci Berry? Is that your nickname? Uh, I have a Gucci bean tattoo of an ice cream cone on my face, and my last <laughs> name is Waterberry. He has a what on his face? <laughs> Ice cream cone tattooed on his face, and I guess he's trying. Are you trying to be like a Johnny Knoxville or Eric Andre type character? Um, more homage to the guys because you know I can't be them, but you know, hey, I could be myself at least. You know this guy Wolfie, right? Yeah, uh, Howard. He told me the story. They dropped a full size Mercedes tire onto his balls and he completely destroyed his lower back, like severe back injuries from these stunts. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you stick a fetus up your ass? <laughs> if you could do that, we might hire you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in the asshole. Howard, I, got, I, have a vi- I have a video of that anal baby if you want to see what it looks like. It's, 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 I think I do. Wait, let me think about it before I put that into my mind. <laughs> You've got video of a guy taking a a baby, essentially the size of a doll, yeah. sticking it up his ass and then shitting it out, like pushing no, it I out just, like a... Yeah, I just have the part where he's giving birth to the silicone adel baby. I, I have that. The, that how do you have that? Stefan sent it to me. Oh, shit. Let me think. I'm definitely not curious to watch that. <laughs> I, should I, Robin? Should I Gucci watch Berry that? Gucci Berry doesn't want to watch that. If, if Gucci Berry, who gets shot in the nuts, <laughs> didn't you have like a, a a BB gun fired into your nuts once? Actually, twice. Once in the sack. Once in the head of the dick. Oh. And I, didn't you have a bowling ball dropped on your nuts from a rooftop? Yes, I did. Thirteen feet up the air. Yes. And you're telling me not to watch this baby dog come out of this guy's asshole? <laughs> and I'm not doing it. I don't think I'm going to do it. I, I don't know. I mean, this guy knows something because. <sighs> hey, hey, how big is it? Is it like a baby or is it like a fetus? Is it small or is it pretty big? It, it, it's more fetus than baby size, but it's, it's, it's rough. I, I like, I saw the babies just breaching and I, I stopped. I, I, I couldn't make it all the way through, but as a group, I think we could do it. If we I all watch it. We I think hands, we can watch it together. <laughs> well, here's what happens to me. I'm on the radio and I'm like, oh yeah, man, I'll watch that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I get off the radio and then for the rest of my life, it's lodged in my head watching this doll come out of some dude's asshole i have it loaded in the chat can i send it to jason at least in the chat so he can he can see it but can you put it up now if i say yes all i have to hit is this button and it's it's i mean i can't i don't have the ability to put it out to you right now but i could send, well, it, to send it to jason in case i decide yes yeah uh, I'm well, saying, Howard, chat. you've seen you know you've watched the birth of babies yeah, i have it can't be any worse than that. Uh, I don't know, guy. And when you say it's a fetus, like like a a seven month fetus or like a three month fetus, uh, I would say maybe six. I'm gonna go wow. six. It's Howard, the one I'm looking at on Amazon is five months, and it's pretty big. Yeah. How many inches does it say? Ten. 
Why did they sell that on Amazon? I don't know, man. It's and it's got a it's got a uh, it's got a umbilical cord on it and everything. It's just really bizarre. They, so they what you're saying auto- is, it's a ten inch fetus, uh-huh. and it's got uh, an umbilical cord. The guy shoves it up his ass and then shits it out. Yes, I yeah. think people, people say do, uh, the, the reviews are like doctors use them or a teaching oh. tool for, for ultrasound. <laughs> to shit them out of their ass, Robin. They have, they have this other one that gets from... You know, when you go to medical school, it's very rough. And uh, sometimes as a stress reliever, it's nice to shit out a fetus. Now, hold on a second. Jason is here to tell me that he strongly recommends I don't watch this. What do you mean? This was, this was the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, I, I don't... I know people say, really? like, ew, I want to throw up, but, like, I fucking want to throw up right now. This, uh, uh, Tell hey, me what you saw. Wild. Describe what so, you saw. I'm, I, there is a, a man wearing some sort of cod piece with his feet up over his shoulders <laughs> and his ass gaping. And you watch another man shove a doll about, like you said, about eight, ten inches long into his gaping asshole to the point where you can't see the doll anymore. And all you see is gaping totally disappeared in there. And when he removes his hands from his ass, this juice and gel and whatever is like stringing out like, like spider webs. You know what it's like? It's like loading a cannon. Uh, yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. And then he takes. Let me ask you a question. I saw, here's some of the, I'll, I'll name the worst videos I've ever seen. <laughs> when our Bud Dwyer shot himself on, on video, that yeah. freaked me out. And also the beheading video of that journalist over in Iran or wherever the fuck it was. And, yeah. and let me hang up on Gucci, Barry, because Gucci, it turns out you're not that outrageous. Hold on. <laughs> Take care, buddy. Right. I, I, um, it's funny, Gucci Berry wanted to shock us by telling us that, you know, he's dropping things on his nuts and shooting himself. Or he with shot a bow and himself arrow. with a bow yeah. and arrow made of metal. Or and something. now we're like, cool. Gee, I wonder if I should watch a guy shit out of feet. <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, Howard, I've never seen the, uh, the either video you described, but nobody dies in this. And so you're not, so I would say this is, this is not as bad because, mm. you know, I mean, you're not watching this sounds worse. Life. I, I yeah. saw that Arba Dwyer. That's pretty bad, but this sounds yeah. worse. I don't know I if think- I'd watch it. I think I'm like, I think I'm like, Robin, what well, do I do? I've seen a lot of, see, I've watched operations on human beings, real live human beings inside the operating room. I've seen lots of childbirth. I've had a patient die in front of me from a mm. ruptured aneurysm. Uh, so yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff. You think you can know. handle it? What? I Chris think I can handle it. What, do you think I could handle it? I think you're... You're, you've got a pretty strong stomach. Because there are things right. that have happened Robin on this show I didn't right. want to see. Robin, you watch Robin, it first. Is there a way Robin can watch it first and then decide if I should see it? <laughs> yeah, turn off your screen. <laughs> can I? All right, I'm going to close my eyes. All right. right. When I say three, I'm going to close my eyes, and then you'll show it to Robin, all right? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? It's the worst. Tell me when it's over. 
Oh, come on. You can watch this. Oh, yeah? That is hysterical. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jason. She says it's hysterical. Robin's crazy. Robin's right. crazy, so. No, Robin's no, crazy. No, this is hysterical. You ready, Howard? All right, wait a sec. Let me sit up. Hold on. <laughs> Buckle in, Howard. Buckle in. Right. I got to eat lunch after this. All right, let me have it. Holy fuck. Oh my, oh my God in heaven. Oh my God. Oh, this is unbelievable. What the, what is that? What is it? Ta oh, oh my. All right. Okay. Robin, right, turn that up. Are you crazy? I should, I'm never going to unsee that. Who can I, who can I boycott for running that? Yeah, I thought oh, you were my friend. Uh, oh Look, my God. I mean, if you've seen those women shooting ping pong, <laughs> balls, <laughs> how bad is What's that? going on? It's pretty bad. I mean, first of all, the guy's ass. Once they get the baby in there. Then his asshole looks like it's talking to you. It starts throbbing. <laughs> yeah. It's like breathing. It's like... <sighs> oh, if wow. you've watched Alien, if you've watched some of these horror films, you've seen uh, worse. Yeah, oh, fake, I just threw up. Fake, you know what? You know what's really wild, too? The umbilical cord thing looked pretty wild coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, Stefan was telling me they, they also have one that's like, like Avatar. It's a, uh, it's this like device that you stick in the guy's ass and then it pumps alien eggs into your ass. Oh, good God. Oh, like Jesus. Slime, and then you <laughs> shit out the alien eggs. Like I, yeah, Fred I has know. that one. It exists. <laughs> Fred, did you see that? We have to try that, you and me. <laughs> I want you to have my baby. <laughs> All right, I don't know where Fred is. Anyway, uh, Ronnie liked the video. Ronnie, you like that? <laughs> it was it was funny. I mean, I I expected yeah. funny. something like really crazy and disgusting. I, I do thought it was, to myself. All I the thought time. it was funny. No, I right, thought it was funny. You Thank you, Ronnie. Can Fred, I did you it? watch it? Did I you see it, Fred? I could not watch it. I'll send it to you, Ralph. Right. I couldn't watch it. All right, well, you'll get it, Ralph. All right, later, Ralph. Goodbye. Uh, did he hey, see any of it, or he just refused to watch? Who, Fred? Refused yeah. to watch. Oh, okay, so he doesn't know what he missed. You know what? From the You'll description, get it tonight. from when tonight Jason I'll said, be trying that on. Him. You're going to be said, naked. Don't watch it. <laughs> I take Jason at his word. Gary looks sick. Like look at Gary's face. Loved it. <laughs> oh, you fucking loved it. I thought it was the most hysterical it. thing in the world. Yes. I mean, yeah, so, everyone's so talking a good game now, but I know what's going to happen to me. I already now have that imprinted on my brain, and I know I'm going to go upstairs <laughs> and I'm eating, and I'm going to see that guy's asshole with that baby flying out of it. I imagine much worse. If you can, uh, I, 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 I'm so upset. did I. So did I. All right. Listen, gang. Uh, thank you, Eric Andre. Watch Storytellers SNL auditions on our uh, app. Go to Stern Show on the app. Uh, Dave Matthews will be here soon. There's a lot to look forward to, Robin. Uh, God bless you, and uh, thank you for uh, making me watch that. Um, I'm forever <laughs> scarred. And, you made uh, me watch a lot of things I never wanted to see. <laughs> fair enough. We're even. Um, see you next time. Bye. <laughs>